work, work, work. Where does it all come from? It seems like you'll never get ahead. Until now, you need to quit your job and listen to Pop Culture Leftovers. It's that simple. Got a TPS report due? Not anymore. Now you're cruising around town in your convertible listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Are the kids at daycare driving you crazy? Not anymore, because you're in a warm bubble bath listening to the soothing sounds of Pop Culture Leftovers. Tired of dancing on the pole and grinding complete strangers for cash? Not anymore. Now you're in therapy, dealing with your daddy issues and listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Did a worthless podcast contact you to record a commercial for them? Not anymore. You hear that, losers? I'm out of here. Episode 16. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian Frederick. I'm Jason Piper. I'm Jake Elliott. And we're the Leftovers. All right. That was fun. All right. Uh, We were going to have our show on D23 this week, Mm. but nothing really panned out. So instead, we invited Chad Michaels. Yes. Chad Michaels, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, Dan is not, he didn't, he wasn't in the introduction. Dan is not going to be here, unfortunately, this week, but he will be back next week. So we're down another leftover. Um, we were going to have, like I said, a D23 show. We're talking about Star Wars and all the big announcements and all that shit. But you know what happened? Nothing. Bob Iger comes out before fans and says, we're going to be pretty much speechless for, uh, when it concerning Star Wars episode seven. So as far as I know, we got nothing from it. Um, and, uh, that's unfortunate. I thought that there was going to be a lot of news and we'd have a lot to talk about, but you know what? Whatever. Thanks a lot. Bye, Bob. Bye, Bob. I can't even say his name. Bob Iger. And, uh, we didn't hear anything. Uh, all they did, I think, was they revealed like some Disney Pixar movie information. Yeah. Some movie. Movie, like new Marvel trailers. I think there was right. a new Cap trailer, a new Thor trailer. Yep. And then they talked about the good dinosaur, the new Pixar movie coming out in 2014. Oh, man. So, how, how disappointed are you if you're a fan and you bought tickets yeah, to go to this thing? Yeah, there was a lot of fans that showed up to this thing, and I think there was a lot of fans probably really upset. I knew that there wasn't. We knew that there wasn't going to be footage, but you know, what I mean, we thought there'd be some casting announcements and some you know big time actors coming out there and you know waving to the crowd and shit. 
but nothing, man. It's bullshit. Well, at least some TV news for Star Wars, you know? Yeah, I mean, they were talking they, about they that TV show. said we're mute on that as well. Yeah, we yeah. we may, may or may not have projects down the road. And Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I know. <sighs> Come on. Chad, are you a little upset with the old uh, D23 news? Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely would like to have heard... Uh, Something. I mean, anything. Tidbits yeah. would be great because you know you hear all these rumors, all that you know that float around and come and go. But it would just be nice to hear something. Con- yeah, exactly. I mean, they haven't even confirmed that you know uh, Mark Hamill and and uh, you know uh, Carrie Fisher and, and uh, Harrison Ford are actually coming back. I mean, it's right. you know like yeah, they sat down and they talked with uh, George Lucas before all this whole Disney you know merger you know the buyout happened. And uh, talk to him about you know possibly coming back and and then they originally came out and said yes we're we're going to be in the movies and like we've heard the whole rumor of like Carrie Fisher getting a trainer to you know to to get in more shape and look more movie ready and stuff like that but you know it's like it's still nothing is concrete. Do you think this is uh, more of Abrams kind of? controlling that i mean because you know he's he's definitely likes to keep a lid on everything so i mean yeah you think he's trying to just hold it down dude that, that might be part of it i mean i don't know because it's like this is disney they like to reveal things yeah how much can you hold down star wars exactly and so like abrams didn't even he wasn't even thrilled about shooting over in london and, right uh you know over in uh you know england and and they're doing that so it's it's you know what i mean i'm it wasn't London. It was just uh, filming over in Great Britain in general. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Somebody has been cast. Somebody. Filming well, starts in a month, right? I, I, I think that they've... Well, I mean, they could film... They could, they could just film, like, background and stuff like that for, like, you know, adding special effects. They can start to film certain things that aren't even going to involve characters, necessarily. Yeah, um, but I think, you know, things have to be ironed out with people's agents... Things like that. Contracts need to be signed. I think they're probably in discussions with people. It's just nothing's been formally, nothing can be formally announced until contracts are signed. Right. So, yeah, disappointing. Very disappointing. So this week, I think we're just going to talk about, uh, some, you know, just anything under the sun, maybe some new news and some comic books. I definitely want to take some listener questions, too, that we've had on, you know, Facebook and, and through our email. Right. So. Um, let's see here. Jake, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of shit, man. You had a, uh, it's nice to have you back, by the way. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you were gone last week. How was, uh, how was Lollapalooza? Uh, it was fun. It was, it was funny going up there just for a Sunday and being all fresh and clean and being around all those dirty, smelly people. And <laughs> <laughs> right. you could definitely tell the Sunday people from the all weekend people nice. instantaneously. But you had a good time. That's good. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to give you a little shit, though. You, you got, there was a post on our Facebook page, and then you referred to our listeners as the Leftover, leftover Army. Yes. What the fuck was that about? Uh, the Leftover Army. It's a great name for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, kiss. come on. Leftover yeah. Army. That's right. <laughs> Jake, Jake, listen. Listen. We have 280 likes on Facebook, Okay. Even King Leonidas had 300. <laughs> Leftover army, dude? Seriously. Come on. We got to start somewhere. <laughs> we barely have any. I mean, I'm not trying to discount the, the listeners that we do have, you know, but because uh, I love all of them, but it's hardly an army. They well, haven't been properly trained. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the listeners want to be called? Padawans. <laughs> Padawans. <laughs> 
<laughs> battle bonds. I think they probably do, actually, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only if they get that braid and they the little braid come oh, out. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. signifies yeah. all that hard work. <laughs> yeah. The final test is giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Right. <laughs> Who, they become a Padawan. Who, who knew <laughs> that in a galaxy, gal- a galaxy far away, that rat tails would exist? <laughs> George, Lucas. George Lucas knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I still see kids with those freaking rat tails. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh. Still in style and bikers. <laughs> <laughs> so Chicago Comic Con was this weekend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. None, none of us went. Uh, no, yeah. could not afford it. Yeah, John Bernthal from Walking Dead was there. Norman Reedus. Uh, nice. Robert Rodriguez was there. Yeah, cool. yeah. Robert Rodriguez was there. Uh, a lot of wrestlers were there. Honky <laughs> <laughs> Tonk Man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Joint Clown. Oh, he's dead. Well, that's cool. <laughs> he's dead? Yeah, Doink the Clown is dead. Um, well, let's a moment of silence for Doink the Clown. <laughs> Honk, honk. Sorry, I was laughing. <laughs> uh, the uh, Illinois State Fair is going on this week. Yes, uh-huh. Jesus, Lucky dirty muddy bats. So I talked to people about this uh, the State Fair, and like everybody loves fair food. Do you guys like fair food? Yeah, I love it. Funnel cakes and corn dogs. Ugh, no thanks. It's disgusting. Like, have you heard of the? Uh, they've got this thing. I've never heard of it before. It's like really popular here. It's called a meat parfait. Mm. It looks like like it looks like a uh, Sunday, like not like a, like a, no like an ice cream parfait. It's even got like the same like container, but it's uh. it's like mashed potatoes and meat. <laughs> and Gross. People eat this with a spoon. It's called a meat parfait. Huh. It's no, it's, there's no huh. It's fucking gross. <laughs> Is that just a Central Illinois thing? I or? don't know. I don't know where this came from. Hell, maybe. I, I have no idea. <laughs> the devil. This devil like showed up and said, like, "Eat the meat parfait." Okay. Isn't, the, isn't uh, the state fair though just like a oh, like a bigger version of the Decatur celebration? You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like I don't know. Don't one armed guys with Ferris wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah right. <laughs> you don't even have to go into like the uh, freak show to see the bearded lady. She's selling <laughs> you the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They've got something called the walking taco. It's a okay. it's a it's a bag. And they just take a taco, all the the ingredients to a taco, and they just just beat the shit out of them and throw them in, into a bag. Uh, it's called that's, that's delicious. Jake, what the fuck is wrong with you? I do that with a bag. I do that with a bag of Doritos. Oh, oh that's it's like a taco salad. You're good. Just in oh, a bag. Okay. <laughs> what tacos? I've been doing that for years. Nasty. So, so you put the taco stuff in the Doritos bag. Yeah, you open up the Doritos bag and you put the meat and the cheese okay, and so you're the talking about everything right dude. in the bag. You're, you're talking about your homemade stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But but when you're buying it out of a uh, a tin can that somebody travels... like, Have you seen the people that serve the food? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not a fan of the carnies either. <laughs> they're, they're very high quality. Brian. Right. Very high quality. I talked yeah. to one guy there. He had scurvy. Who the fuck gets scurvy? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was wiped out. Right. <laughs> Somehow he got it. They had fried alligator at the Decatur celebration. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Fried alligator. No, that's cool. Hmm. I don't think I'd want to eat an alligator. If you can't get it at the deli, I don't want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't try it? You know, so you wouldn't go to like the, uh, the Roadkill Cafe? Like no, restaurant? absolutely not. Is that a real place or is that just yeah. a shirt? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's real. Like, no they had, shit. Like, I just thought it was a shirt. No, no, no. It's a real place. Wow. No, I would not go to the Roadkill Cafe. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're peeling animals up off the road, but I mean, yeah, it's, but it's like. It's like I'm going to eat something that was just hit by a car. Yeah. It's okay. It's <laughs> oh, great, guys. No, that's horrible. Like seriously, like if I want to eat something, I'm going to go to the like I'll go and get it from the deli. I'm not going to like you can't get squirrel or possum at the deli at Walmart or wherever. There's no right. way. I grew up with a bunch of rednecks though, uh and we um you know, whenever the family would get together uh for weekends, we'd we'd just go out and You'd, go. you'd count how many family members had rat tails, and then you'd sit there and eat <laughs> right, possum. No, but seriously, man, we'd go out and we'd shoot uh, rabbit and uh, squirrel, and, and and we had some had a cookout. So, so. you and un- Uncle El- Elmer Fudd <laughs> would go out. <laughs> okay. I'm messing with you. So hey, I want to take a little bit of time to explain. We have a we have a unique rating system here. Wouldn't yes. you guys think that we do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we have a unique rating system. I just want to explain it a little bit. I'm going to play the audio that we always play when we talk about it. And then I want to talk about it a little bit because some people still have problems with our rating system. So we're going to be rating things throughout the show that we either like or don't like. And this is how we do it. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Well, my dog's barking. Apparently, he's, he just tossed something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, okay, so we have a rating system. Basically, how it works is, like, one day we were talking about, we, we, we're called the leftovers, and leftovers typically deal with, like, food. Right. And so, like, we thought to ourselves, hey, how can we have a rating system that kind of, like, incorporates with our, with our title of our, of our podcast? So when you don't like food, you toss it. When you do like it, you, you taste it. And if you really, really like it, you put it in Tupperware to save it for later because you might want to eat it again. Right. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much how we, t- that's how we rate things. It's not that confusing. It's Wait, little- I, I don't understand. Oh, God. <laughs> Audio clip Wait, is Dan here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like some people don't get it, or maybe it takes a little while to grow on you. You know, seriously, just just give it a shot. It's a little different. Some people have like uh, their own unique rating systems. It just takes a little bit of time to get used to. Just give it a chance. Maybe it'll grow on you. Yeah, say it aloud to yourself when you're rating something. Right. Get used. Get used to the way it feels and it sounds. Yeah. Then maybe come back and talk about it. How can you not have fun with that? Right. That was fun. You can get together with your friends and rate stuff, and maybe you'll have your own Tupperware party. Exactly. And if you do, please send us pics. I'm still waiting for uh, Tupperware to actually sue you guys for uh, infringement. Is that what you're? Is that what? That's what you're sitting around waiting for Tupperware to sue us? No, yeah, I, I, I consistently. I, I, maybe I'm writing them letters. Actually, why don't you tweet them, Chad, and let them know? Oh, can they do that? Do they have a Twitter? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Oh gosh, yeah. It's I'm sure the the uh, the uh, Twitter feed for Tupperware is like exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, new snap lids invented and like Ooh. <laughs> hashtag fresh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. If I uh, what what are women so obsessed with Pampered Chef for? I women go nuts know. over Pampered Chef. 
Do you cook though much? I mean, I, no, seriously, when I first heard of Pampered Chef, I thought it was like a I thought it was a cook with loose bowels. I had no fucking idea <laughs> that it had what the, that it, they were telling, selling these products. I don't care about Pampered Chef. What am I talking about Pampered Chef for? <laughs> yeah, I'm lost now. <sighs> off topic. Yeah, way off topic. Um, so Dan Hunter on Facebook asked us a question. Since they are looking for an older Batman for the new Superman Batman movie, do you guys think that they will do prequels that show a younger Batman with just him and Gotham doing his thing? Also, do you think it will be just Batman and Superman in the new one, or will it be just like The Dark Knight Returns with the Joker and some Two-Face? I, did, I don't think it's time for a Dark Knight Returns film, but the idea of Batman versus Superman on the big screen has me so pumped. So, what do you guys think? See, he's asking uh, if since they're looking for an older Batman, do you guys think that they'll do prequels that show a younger Batman um, yeah. in Gotham? It depends on the success of this movie. If this movie does well, I'm sure they'll show more Batman in this universe. Yeah. I don't think they'll show a younger Batman. Yeah, especially <laughs> if they're using an older one now. I no. think like if he's a success, like I don't think they're going to try to throw a younger one in there. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, and it it's not uh, yeah you're not going to see Dark Knight Returns for a while. I think maybe we'll eventually see that in film, um, but I think they're going to want to do his own stand. It's not like he's just all of a sudden going to fight with Superman when the Justice League gets formed. You right, know, right? He's not going to be in this big battle for. So you guys forever. are still under the impression that we're going to see a Justice League movie. That this is all leading to a Justice League movie. That's the big picture here. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, and, and you know, I got in an argument with a friend of mine about this, and and I'm sorry, Jason, part two, if I offended you, but I I was just, I it, it pisses me off when people say that. Well, this isn't like what Marvel's doing, and it's like, yeah, good. I I don't need a copycat of what Marvel did, and I'm sorry if you didn't pick up on everything that they showed in Man of Steel Easter eggs, um, but it was in there. They set it up fine. Uh, and I think this was, we talked about this on the show, this is the most logical progression to a Justice League film, is to yeah. have Batman, Superman first. Right. And then that way you don't have to really retell Bruce Wayne's origin. You don't have, it's, he's already established, he's yes. older. So the next Batman movie is not going to be an origin retelling again. So that's good news. Very you know? good news. Yeah, I, everybody in uh, around the whole world, I think Batman uh, honestly is more well known at this point than Superman because of all the successful movies that Batman's put out. Definitely, yeah, I, I agree with that too. Yeah. So I mean, it's so hard to adapt. Would you guys agree that it's really hard to adapt these sil- these uh, Golden Age characters though to change them? I mean, like people just went nuts when they changed the Man of Steel. Like you know, like he killed Zod and. And uh, he wasn't, you know, this, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky Clark. I mean, he was the, you know, you know, he was upset and sad Clark. You know, he, people like when you change these golden age characters, people flip out. Like that's not my, that's not my, uh, that's not my Superman. But like these, you know, Silver Age characters, like Marvel, most of their characters are from the Silver Age. It's okay if we see different, uh, you know, iterations of those characters. It, it, I think it's really hard for these Golden Age characters to change, except for Batman because he's a dark character to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a tough sell. These characters are kind of like mythological almost in, in how, you know, ingrained they are in our, our culture. So to change the original version of it gets a lot of people's go. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I understand it, but at some point you got to get with the times or we won't hear these stories much longer. Like it, it will probably die off if they don't change in some way. Yeah. 
you know, I don't think you're ever going to take away from the golden age. I think people are always going to read those stories and understand where these guys came from. So any comic book reader is going to want to know the history of the damn character. Right. So that's, that's not going to go away. It's established. Let's move on from that and, and put these characters in more of a light that we understand. Because I, I think a lot of people are slow on the uptake anyway. I think right. they're not going to get the Golden Age. They'll bitch about that as well. So whatever. I was in my local comic shop just the other day, and uh, I was talking to uh, the, the store owner. And I was, he was like, you know, I didn't like it that, you know, Batman, uh, that uh, Superman killed Zod. And I was like, well, he, he did the same thing in Superman 2. Right. I mean, Did you forget? He he. First off, the, Zod in this and in, in the other film, Superman Two, was depowered. He could have just been like, "Okay, I'm locking you up. Mm-hmm. I'll find a way to like put you in the Phantom Zone or something." But he crushes his hand, picks him up, and throws him into a pit. And then his rebuttal was that you know that pit could have been you know part of the Phantom Zone or something like that. And I'm just like, well, they didn't say that. I mean, he just threw him into a pit. I mean, to me, the logical thing is he he's fucking dead. Right, that's what I took yeah. from it. So, yeah. I mean, Zod's depowered, he picks him up and he throws him. But since they do it in a funny way, because Margot Kidder punches the chick first and she falls down in the pit, it's and it's not as serious as Man of Steel, right. nobody walks away from it thinking that, oh, you know, Superman's this cold killer. But Superman, even in the Golden Age in the comic books, would like pick criminals up and throw them off the roofs of buildings. Do you think he was yeah. throwing them on, ta- on trampolines and shit? Like, 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 oh, I see a mattress down there. <laughs> no, I mean, you toss somebody off a building, they're fucking dead. Right. Yeah, he's killed before in the comics. Yeah, so oh yeah, he, I, kill, he killed Zod in the comics. Yeah, this was already established, and, and people that are griping about that, you know, he's not, he, he's done it before, guys. He, he, killed, <laughs> he killed Zod in the comics, and then he went off into outer space and shit, all depressed, but the only reason he left in the comics was because that Supergirl was going to protect the Earth. He, right. He can't do this in this one. He can't leave all upset because there's nobody to protect the earth. But move, right. moving on, he, he, um, Dan Hunter also asked, uh, do you think that we'll see, you know, like the Joker and some Two-Face in this one? I don't. Yeah, I don't either. It's, it's a Man of Steel sequel, not a Dark Knight Returns adaptation. Right. I mean, I think we'll see another villain character, but yeah. definitely not Joker or Two-Face. Yeah, I think the villain character will kind of like maybe bring them together by the end of the film, you know? Yeah. So, um... What do you think, Jay? Well, I think he was trying to say that. I think he was saying that kind of like that, that it's not just going to be one main protagonist in Batman, you know. So, you know, there's, of course, news that Lex Luthor will possibly be in this. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't really affect it for me. All I care about is Batman, Superman. You guys hear the rumor that uh, Lex Luthor could be played by Brian Cranston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which is my pick. I yeah. mean, that was my pick from get day one. Uh, nice, bad. nice. Yeah. Chad, and then, uh, who was who was the other dude? Um, the guy that played Sinestro in Green Lantern. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mark Strong. Mark okay. Strong. Yeah, he's cool too. But I, I'd rather have. If they want to go with a younger one, then go with Mark Strong. But if you think that you can, you know, want an older Lex, you know, I mean, Cranston's up there in years too. Right. So. Seems yeah, but I think it would be cool. I, I would love to see a, just a maniacal freaking Luther, right? Like that's legitimately like somebody that you would be afraid of if you saw him. As opposed, that's to the way the, he should be. Yeah, yeah. But at the same yeah. time, everybody loves him. Right. Well, I mean, he Not, can still make his character. He can still like when Kevin Spacey, you know, was Luther. Like I kind of liked his uh, like. Well, Luther in the know. comic books was president for a while. Yeah, I mean, people liked him. That's what you want, is you want him to be this fucking, you know, 
this power hungry uh, person, but and and hate Superman for like all his powers. But at the same time, he wants the love from you know uh, everyone in the country and and around the world at the same time. Gotcha, he he yeah. wants that respect. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I do want to see. I, I do want to see Cranston. I think he's got the chops to play Lex Luthor. Oh, geez. I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he may be a little hard sell on the likable side. That's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. for the populace to like him as Lex Luthor, I don't know. But he's oh man, he's so badass. You know, on an interesting note, uh, Brian Cranston was the voice of uh, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman Year One adaptation. Oh, cool, oh, nice. Yeah. Huh. So, what do you think? What do you think about all this, Chad? What do you think about the whole? We haven't talked to you in a while, dude, and it's awesome to have you back. And yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, what do you think about all this Batman-Superman news? I don't know. I mean, I would like to see, kind of like what, you know, you guys have already been talking about. I mean, I'd, it'd be nice to see the, uh, um, just a good kind of, battle, I don't know, I kind of want to see a battle royale between Superman and Batman a little bit and, like, watch them go, go at it a little bit. then, you know, I assume that, like you were saying, I assume there's going to be some Greater catastrophe threat. that pulls them together in the end yeah. where they, they stop kind of going toe-to-toe. But... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. You guys were talking about, um, you know, bringing back some of these other villains and stuff, and I, I really hope they don't. Like with like Two Face or, uh, you know, I, Joker. I kind of. Uh, I'm still. I don't know. I guess you could say I'm still simmering from uh, the trilogy. <laughs> so like, and hmm. I realize it's been a while, but well, that, I mean, I think that would be like okay. Of course, those cu- those uh, characters are going to be in Gotham, and and this is going to be based in Metropolis. Yeah. So you know, I don't think we we're gonna see any of those guys. I think I think this this event is going to drag Batman into Metropolis, which is gonna piss Batman off because yeah. you, you can't leave Gotham, right? You know, Gotham's Gotham's fucked up, man. You can't leave Gotham. He's gonna be pissed off that he's got to go to Metropolis, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it, I think like if they do another Batman movie, yeah, they should use different villains. That they than we've seen, you know, maybe fucking like some Clayface, man. Ooh, yeah. You know, I want to see some Clayface. I want to see some different villains. I mean, th- there's no reason why it's one of the most popular storylines in recent years, the Court of Owls. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they did Batman Court of Owls, that would blow everybody's mind. I think that's almost a next logical progression. For- Absolutely, especially with the movies mirroring the fifty-two. Yeah. Make it about the Court of Owls. Keep it street level. Yeah. Don't don't make any crazy like one villain. I think we've had enough of that for a while. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think the Joker will be back. Sure. You know, obviously, but give us some time and just do some kind of street level stuff where yeah. he's just dealing with this underground element because he's always dealt with like the mob and stuff like that. And yeah, like with Batman Begins, that was one of the coolest things. It, it was just it was more realistic. So. You know, obviously he's dealing with superpowered guys, but I think it'd be a nice contrast to have his own series more street level again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that would be cool. Okay, let's see here. Um, got another question. We're going to move on. But thanks a lot, Dan. That was a good question. Dan yes, Hunter from yeah, Facebook. So awesome. Uh, really got us thinking. Um, I heard a lot of things that I didn't think I was going to hear, which was really good. Um, Mark Perillo, uh, he was our contest winner, guys. Remember for the uh, Teen Wolf? Yes, uh, print. Uh, that, that, again, that print is from Sean Hamilton. So go to Create Ink Studios and check out his art. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. Um, but Mark Perillo asks this question for you all: Who is your favorite villain from any media, movie, 
comic, television, or novel? That's a rough one. <laughs> that is tough, dude. That, that's yeah, that, a tough question. That, that puts me on the spot. I can't even. Oh, I, I, I've always said that Heath Ledger's Joker is my favorite uh, villain, and then the original Zod would be my second. Um, was and that, then was that a, Terrence Stamper? Yeah, I, I don't have it written down, but yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and then Dark Side is also one of my favorite villains. Okay. The first thing that came to my mind was Doctor Doom. You know, the comic book version. Not the movie. Not the movie. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Secret Wars Doctor Doom. You yes, know? absolutely. Yeah. Galactus and taking his power. Whew. Yes. I guess I'm going to go a little, uh, just kind of like the normal answer, nothing surprising. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, that's... Ooh, yeah, for I'm, sure. You know, like that first time that you see Darth Vader when you're watching Star Wars, when you're a kid, the first time like those doors open and you see Darth Vader, you just knew this was one bad motherfucker. Man, I almost want to change my answer. All right, Darth Vader's <laughs> a good one. Because, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, Darth Vader's a badass. I mean... Oh, one of my yeah, definitely growing Even, up, it was like the I was like I love this villain. He's, <laughs> and he's, I want to be friends with him. Yeah, and, well, and I mean he's he's dead. I mean, and he's still like I still think that his uh, his his presence that he did have in those movies is still going to resonate in Star Wars seven, eight, and nine. Oh, I hope so. Oh, definitely. So yeah. I mean, you know, uh, he he he's a model for all villains, if you ask me. So true. What, what about you, Chad? I was just going to say uh, the Mandarin from Iron Man 3, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you mean Trevor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You guys know they made a fucking toy of that? Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah, like a lifelike, cool-looking toy, but it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Does it come with prostitute action figures? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Just, like, take it out of the package, throw it on the ground, and then walk away and cry or something? It I mean, what the fuck? It comes with uh, Cokehead Tara Reed and Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> that's the selling point. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I don't know, man. I'm, it's... I was thinking Joker as well. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker, or Heath Ledger's Joker, okay. um, and then, uh, but you you make a very valid point with Vader. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm like my head's still reeling. There's like a lot. I'm trying to like run through everything that I would put in that category. But I think we've kind of hit on this before, and, yeah. and definitely uh, Ledger's Joker was one of those. Just that think I'd about the, the 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 villains that you hate the love. I mean, that I think that answers your question. I mean, you can go back, like especially in your childhood, and think of the villains that you hate the love. I mean, there's some really cool villains out there from movies. I mean, the Indiana Jones movies had some really cool villains, like uh, the villain that they had in. Um, uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. That dude was an evil son of a bitch. Right. And, uh, yeah. and even like in the Goonies, the mother and the, the, her two sons. I mean, they were fun to watch, but at the same time, you hated them. Right. So, right. you know, I wouldn't say they're my favorites. So I'm definitely going to go with Darth Vader, but it's, <laughs> it's those, those, I think a lot of them are the ones that from my childhood, the ones that I hated to love. So, oh, yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, did you guys hear there's been some really interesting Expendables 3 casting going on lately? Yeah. Yeah, I have heard some of it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Stallone tweeted recently, Willis out, Harrison Ford in, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Great news. Been waiting for this for years. And then quickly right after that, he, uh, Stallone tweeted, 
greedy and lazy, a sure <laughs> greedy and lazy, a sure formula for career failure. Holy crap! He, and then wow. he, it was. I mean, you know, he's talking about. Well, it wasn't. He never really clarified who he was talking about, but he's got to be talking about Bruce Willis. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I love Die Hard just like the next guy. You know, there's a lot of Bruce Willis movies that I do love, and I used to like him as an actor for a long, long time. Yeah. But he's been acting a little weird lately, and he's been well, acting you- a little bit, you know, like, like, his, like his shit don't stink. Right. Was it, didn't you guys post that link for the video where during that interview where he just, like, acts like a total yes. prick? Yes. Yeah. It was an interview was like- with Magic 105. And uh, it was probably one of the most difficult things I've had to listen to. I felt bad for the interviewer talking to him. Yeah. And I'm going to play that at the end of this episode. So you guys don't think that I'm just bagging on Bruce Willis for any any reason. I'm going to play this. I'm going to back it up. But I've totally lost all respect for Bruce Willis. And I'm going to go on the record right now to say I will not watch Red 2. I will not watch Die Hard 5. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't uh, Kevin Smith have a bad experience with him with the cop out movie? He did, and, yeah. he, and he talked about it in one of his stand ups. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. there, there's like certain uh, there's certain frames that all directors know, and they know these frames by numbers, like these professional directors. Well, Kevin Smith is more of kind of like a he's more of a hands on type director, and he doesn't know all these different frames and things like that. And Bruce Willis was like, "What? You don't know your frames? Who, who the fuck <laughs> am I?" He's like, "Who the fuck am I working with?" And blah 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 blah, and all this shit. You know, and like. You can tell that, you know, Kevin Smith was trying to joke about it and not, like, say, like, oh, I hate, you know, Bruce Willis. But you could tell, like, Bruce Willis really offended him yeah, throughout the entire... Arrogant well, it, yeah. after, after that filming was done on that, there was uh, an article I read where he was bagging him for just being a pothead and sitting in the trailer the whole time and, like, just, like, ripping on him after the film was right. made. So it was just like, you know... So, I don't know. I, I've always been a huge... Uh, Willis fan, like, uh, you know, I remember... You're talking about I mean, Bruce Willis, not Willis yeah, from Bruce Different Willis. Strokes. Yeah. What's talk about, Willis? Willis, what you talking about? No, but... What you talking about, John McClane? <laughs> John McClane's, like, one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate when you see actors acting that way and, and being just total douchebags, and then, you you know, it kind of brings it back to reality. Yeah, that, you like know, Christian Bale, uh, you know, yelling at that right. guy for getting in the shot, and, and Russell right. Crowe throwing phones and shit. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, these people should be happy that they're in the positions that they're in, and, you know, there's a lot of things that you could actually learn from these people if they just, uh, you know, if they just acted like, like, like they were still human. Like, I understand, like, they get probably get hounded by fans all the time. Yeah. You know? It's a weird life, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. But, you know, you don't get to the point where you just look down on people. No, you and, shouldn't. And just talk shit to people. This guy is probably one of his first interviews, excited to meet, you know, these actors and excited to meet Bruce Willis. And he's got this interview. And, and you know, yeah, he was a little bit, I don't know, he was a little bit excited and weird. and, and uh, But, you know, I mean, it, it gave no, Bruce Willis, he, he had no reason to act the way he did. No, no way. He acted like I he didn't want to be there, that he could give a fuck about this guy and what this guy's asking him. I mean, he's trying to promote a movie. And, you know, throw the guy a bone. You know, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. He well, and I a- almost wonder, though, like, if he didn't get into an argument with somebody from the movie company. Because realistically, while it affects the, uh, you know, while, you know, this kid's, this interviewer is, like, uh, you know, getting his 
ass handed to him yeah. at the same time. I mean, he was not doing anything to promote the movie whatsoever at all, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's almost like somebody pissed him off there, which that doesn't excuse his behavior at all, but it's still like, it's childish. you know, it's just, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was just really awkward to listen to. I felt embarrassed for Bruce Willis and he should be ashamed of himself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I loved him up until that point. Yeah, yeah. me too. And it, yeah, exactly. And it, I don't want our listeners to think like, oh, you know, I'm just saying this shit because, you know, uh, you know, I don't like Bruce Willis now because he did this one thing. No, I mean, this is like, I've heard him, you know, Kevin Smith, like one of the most likable guys, in my opinion. Right. And, you know, you, you get on his bad side a little bit. I mean, and then and then you do this to the interviewer. You know, I mean, if honestly, if Bruce Willis came out and said, hey, you know what? I've been acting like a fucking douchebag. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm sorry, I'd be like, okay, dude, all right. I can't, right, you know, I, sure. John McClane, come here, give me a hug. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me rub that head of yours. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, but, but, you know, when he's just outright blatantly being a dick, I mean, come on. Right. Come on. There, there's a part where you just got to drop the fandom and, the, and the, the, the curtain, the illusion that this guy is this wonderful guy that if you did meet him, he's going to treat you like shit. Right. Yeah, so, really unfortunate. Yeah. Man. But um, Willa, I'm going to play that audio at the end of this show so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, and then you can tell your friends that uh, Bruce Willis is an asshole. <laughs> apparently um, he's greedy and lazy. <laughs> apparently he's greedy. Well, I mean, this is coming from Stallone. Right, yeah, yeah. And so, you're right. I mean, I'm looking at the Twitter right now. I mean, it's like directly after exactly. that post. Exactly, yeah. So it, yeah, we got two more casting announcements for Expendables three. Uh, Antonio Banderas is now going to be in the film, so I guess you know he's done with Nasenex commercials and playing a cat. So <laughs> you know, now I guess I guess everybody's uh, you know uh, decongested and no allergies and and uh, all the kids are happy with the from with all the that cat, cat hair. Yeah, from all the cat hair, and then and, and they did the one thing that I didn't want them to do. And they cast Mel Gibson as a villain in the film. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm split. I don't know if I'm going to go see Expendables 3 in the, in the theater. And I mean, okay, okay, I know there's not a lot of substance to Expendables 3. It's, it, you're not going for the story. No. Okay? Right. This is not a Christopher Nolan Inception film where you leave it thinking right. like, oh, I wonder, wow, that, there's a lot of depth and plot and you know, all these things. that you, It's not Prometheus. You're not going to leave there thinking, oh, yeah, I want to talk to my friends about this. No, it's just a lot of senseless action and violence. And it's a lot of nods to old action movies that we grew up watching when we were kids. Right. right. Mm. It's not a movie you're supposed to sit there and think about. It's just it's, – it's, exactly. It's a good time. It's like, um, it's like going to the strip club. <laughs> so you know that's what these movies are like that it, it, but with mel gibson in the film now now it becomes this like now he's like the attraction but in a way he's a detraction from the film mm. if you know what i mean because of all the anti-semite stuff that he said in the past right, right. wow <laughs> this, wow this podcast just goes from one asshole to the next we got bruce willis being a dick <laughs> now we got a fucking anti-semite in the next fucking segment <laughs> but, but and we got cool and that, we got jake uh, on the podcast <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Jake. I'm glad you're back, buddy. Aw. I still think it's cool that Harrison Ford agreed to it. I mean, th- that'll be interesting yeah, for we me. Didn't, we it didn't adds even a little more that. weight to it. Absolutely. To see how he handles Mel Gibson as the villain. At least Mel Gibson is a villain. I mean, that, that's about the only way I think I can I think people him. do want to see yeah. him get killed in the film, and that's why maybe he's going to be on. 
Yeah, probably. But I yeah. agree though. Like, I would hate to see him as like somebody because you, you can't you can't root for him. You know? Would it blow your mind if he came back and he was a character that we already knew and he was Riggs, but Riggs was all <laughs> fucked up? Would that blow your mind? That would be. Yeah, they could do that, right? Absolutely. That would be interesting. That would blow your mind. But, you know, nobody wants that. You know, it's like nobody wants to look back at Riggs and think all these bad things about Riggs. Right. Honestly, I hope I just hope he has his face painted white and blue and uh, <laughs> starts screaming while he's wearing a kilt. <laughs> Freedom. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Mel Gibson in this movie. Man, I'm a little upset about that. Hey, um, there were like uh, at the same time that uh, Stallone was trying to court uh, Harrison Ford to be in this film, they were also trying to get uh, Clint Eastwood to be in this one too. Now that Ooh. would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, but uh, no word from Clint Eastwood at this at this point in time. That would be great. I'd love to see Clint in a film uh, with the Expendables. Yeah, yeah. But I still want to see him go the sci-fi route in Expendables Four. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> Expendables in space. No, I want to see Expendables versus Predators. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, what I want to see. I've had like, dreams about that since you've talked yeah, about it. Think about it. <laughs> that's dude. how much I think about it. I'm like, that would be fucking cool. Wow, Terry Crews hold a big chain gun, blowing away predators. Yeah, in slow motion. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> be amazing. Um, yeah, but Harrison Ford in this movie. That's that's great news. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is great news. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad because he was pretty stubborn about doing move. Yeah. Like he was really always pretty picky. And he's a stubborn dude that. in general, dude. He he didn't yeah. go to Comic Con until like a couple years ago for the first time. Right. I just think he's getting old enough where he's like, why not? Yeah. You know? Did you guys hear about him at Comic Con when they asked like a fan? Like he doesn't get these fans and like their crazy love for like Star Wars, dude. He just does not fucking get it. Like yeah. this one fan stood up and he's like, "Hey, so um, if uh, Han Solo." And Indiana Jones met each other. What would that be like? <laughs> what would they say? And like Harrison Ford just kind of looked at him and like tilted his glasses down and looked at him and said, um, "They'd say hi." <laughs> like, like he just doesn't give a shit. You know, he's not gonna fucking pander. But the the thing is, like, he can be that guy, and people still love him because he's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh yeah. All I got to say is when Han meets Indy, Han shoots first. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Best quote of the night. I love it. Um, did you, you know that what's fucked up about uh, Lucas and that whole thing is that back in 99 when they were filming uh, Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, he was wearing a Han shot first t-shirt. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I think he does this stuff, dude, to get fans all riled up and talking about this uh, and talking about Star Wars, man. I think he knows that who shot first. Right, right. Well, that's crazy. I didn't know he wore a T-shirt. You can find that picture on the internet, dude. It's out there. I've seen it. Um, let's see here. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, hey, uh, the new season of Face Off starts Tuesday, August thirteenth. Probably around cool. the same time that you might be listening to this episode. It starts. Uh, Face Off uh, starts Tuesday, August 13th at 9, 8 central on Sci-Fi. It's the show where the makeup artists do like all the different cool makeup, like you know, science fiction makeup and fantasy makeup and horror makeup. And it's just a really cool competition show. So if you're sick of the standard like Top Chef and like, you know, uh, Kitchen, uh, what is it, the Top Chef? And what's the Gordon Ramsay one? Hell's Master Kitchen? Chef. 
Master Chef and Hell's Kitchen. If you're sick of like the food ones and you want to watch a really, and even like American Idol and that shit, if you want to watch a really cool competition show, watch Face Off. I love that show. And starting uh, last season, they actually had on the last episode, you were able to vote for the winner. So maybe they'll do that again this season. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun show. Yeah, I love that show. show. So, yeah, definitely check that out once again, August 13th at 9, 8 central. Hey, Chad, have you ever seen it? No, actually, I, I have not watched it. You so should I check, it out, check it out, dude. Definitely check it out. Okay, guys, I'm going to play a little clip here, and then uh, I'll do the explaining. Okay. Do you guys know what the sound means? No. Oh, I do. That sound means that, guess what, none other than your podcast host, co-host, has been listening to Doctor, has been watching Doctor Who <laughs> on Netflix. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about, okay, so we've got a lot of fans who have been like, even like on our iTunes ratings and stuff, like, hey, I can't wait, I hope you guys have a Doctor Who episode, and like, right. you know, I hope you guys talk about Doctor Who and all this stuff, and it's like one of those, like, you know, things that I'm embarrassed that I've never, like, watched Doctor Who, like, I remember it being on when I was a kid on PBS, and I'd flip through and keep it on the channel, but it was kind of like on in the background, I never really paid attention, but it's like one of those things that I'm, I never got in on, so, like, I was telling people that hey, I am going to try to, you know, watch Doctor Who and it was really cool. All the listeners were kind of like um I want to I want to name you off uh Kevin Sparenberg, uh Charlotte Callantine, uh Zach sent me an email about Doctor Who, Dana Marie. You guys were kind of like holding my hand through this whole thing cuz it was it's kind of a daunting task like yeah. taking on Doctor Who cuz like, you know, this thing has been around since like the early 60s and it's like how do, where do I start? Where do I go? You know, it, it's kind of like explaining a remote control to your grandma i didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) you know and uh but i'm telling you i've watched um the first season with chris eccleston back in 2005 the the new reboot i guess of the franchise i started from there so i I am after i get done with all the new ones i am going to go back to 1963 and watch all the original 18 seasons after this i I love this show um i'm having so much fun with it um when i'm not watching doctor who i'm thinking about doctor who and I'll be honest with you, like I wake up in the morning, I've got like, I've got my iPhone and I've got Netflix on my iPhone. My girlfriend will be sleeping in the bed and I'll put my headphones into the iPhone and like an hour and a half before I have to get start getting ready for work, I'll be watching two episodes of Doctor Who every day. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's, a new, he, it's a new addiction. It is. It really is. I, basically, I, can, I compare it to like a new girl that you're dating. You know, you first meet her and she's like amazing and you think about her when she's not there and, you know, oh. and then you, you reminisce about the old episodes that you watch, kind of like past dates with like, you know, somebody <laughs> that you're seeing. And, and I love Doctor Who and I can totally understand like why people go nuts over this show. I mean, like the, you know, the first episode, he's battling mannequins. That come to life. The second episode, he was like in the future watching the destruction of the world. And in the third episode, he's back in 1869. He's a a time traveler. He's a cool fucking dude. He travels time and space in the TARDIS. I love this show. And I'm going to watch. I'm going to burn through these episodes. So I've watched 10 episodes. I just watched an episode before we recorded, actually. (laughs) Um, I was introduced finally because I was introduced to John uh, Barrowman's uh, character uh, in the the franchise. Like, I had only known known John Barrowman 
from his like co-hosting uh, attack of the show on G4. I I knew he was involved in Doctor Who, but I didn't get like all the hoopla behind it. And now I do. And I want to thank all of our fans that kind of like pushed this on on me. And I am going to make it a point to watch all the first seven episodes, seven seasons before the season premiere in November. That way we can have a Doctor Who episode on the show. And I'm going to, after 10 episodes, uh, I'm going to give it a Tupperware. And uh, I fucking love Doctor Who. Awesome. That is awesome. I, I'm going to get into it, too. I, I watched the first episode and was really impressed by it. Uh, the mannequins was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was really funny. I didn't expect it to be so funny. Oh, it's and hilarious, dude. Yeah, and I watched about 10 minutes of the next episode with the, the world being destroyed and everything. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to catch up by November too, so I can join in on that discussion. In the second episode, dude, they show like this, she's like the last human and she's this chick and um, she's had so much plastic surgery that she doesn't even look human. She's like, um, she looks like a, a vertical trampoline. It's just a woman that's been stretched so thin. And she's like talking about she's like pretty much transparent. She wow. looks she looks like a sheet of paper hanging hanging up <laughs> with like lips on it. Yes, with like lips on it. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I just had my chin removed and blah 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 blah. <laughs> and uh I was thinking, that is Tara Reed in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I always like I, the main reason that I never got into it, like I, I grew up also like remembering it being on TV and, and keeping it on and just kind of watching it. But I always felt like it was way over my head. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it, it wasn't until people started, you know, talking about it on Facebook and Twitter that I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I need to maybe give this another chance because I'm a little bit older. I know a little bit more about yeah. what this is probably talking about. But you know, from like I know a lot of science tech people really love it. I, I guess it delves into a lot of like quantum mechanics type stuff. You know, yeah, which I I find extremely intriguing. I, I love that stuff. So I, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to get into it. And yeah, thanks everybody for pushing us in on this because it sounds awesome. I agree, Jay. It was kind of over my head. I never really understood how it could be a different actor playing the same character but still be in continuity until yeah. recently. You know, now I know about the regeneration and everything. Right. That was always very confusing to me. I, watched, I think that's what's awesome about it, too, is that I felt, you know, if I can watch something and be like, I just don't understand this. It's not that I don't like it. I just, you know, as a kid, especially, it's yeah. like, what, is, what are they talking about? Right. Well, I mean, the effects got a lot better. You can tell, like, of course, uh, since the 20 years it's been since we'd seen it when we were kids, too. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had so much fun over the last few days. Uh, I think, honestly, I think our listeners should be jealous that I get to experience Doctor Who for the first time when they've, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, this is like, I seriously, like, this is like one of those things that I will always remember is watching Doctor Who for the first time. Like, this is like one of those shows that will stick with me. Like, I, I, I honestly, I love the show. Like, I'm addicted to it. I am obsessed with this show and watching episode to episode. When I'm at work, I'm thinking about Doctor Who. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I love the show. Uh, all the actors in it are just so fun. And, uh, oh, man, I can't wait to, like, burn through this first season, start on the second season. I'm just having so much fun with it, and I can't wait to have a Doctor Who episode. And I want you guys, I want to make it a point that you guys start watching these episodes so that way we can have a Doctor Who episode. Because I'm not going to, I can't talk to myself. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to. Good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get on that train. 
I'm interested. I'm intrigued. You should. You should I, definitely I check see it out. A chick that's looks like a piece of paper. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, no. It You've really always intriguing. told me that too, dude. If so, I could just see a chick that looks like a piece of paper, I'd yeah, be happy. Yeah, I know. Well, this was, this was like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear? Do uh, you guys like the original? Uh, but no, seriously. Again, once again, thanks to our listeners for getting me started on Doctor Who. I can't thank you enough. Like this is, I'm having so much fun with this series right now. You have no idea. Yeah, we definitely want to hear more about it from you guys. I, I love getting on. Just and no and spoilers. Hitting. No spoilers for no me. No spoilers, but yeah, <laughs> please discuss. We love we love hearing about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you haven't checked it out, there is a uh, Doctor Who article on our webpage, uh, com. It's from Lauren Cage. She talks about the 11th Doctor, Peter, Peter Capaldi. So definitely check out that article. Um, it's under the uh, television uh, reviews section. So check yes. that out on our webpage. Also, David Griffin did a review for Uncanny X-Men number nine, and that is also on our webpage. It's under Domesticated Dave, and it's also under Comic Reviews. So check that out, too. Sweet. Oh, and hey, did you want to write for the site? <laughs> you can. Just send your submission to domesticateddave at gmail.com. David Griffin, our uh, head writer, will review it. And if he likes what he uh, reads, he'll contact you back. And maybe you can write for our website. It's a free gig. You're not going to get paid because we pers- we don't have any money. <laughs> to- <laughs> I can barely pay my own fucking bills, let alone pay somebody to write for the site. But if you want your, <laughs> if you want your voice to be heard, definitely send your submission to domesticateddave at gmail.com. Do it. Do it yeah. now. Get Ooh. on that shit. But hey, you guys hear that they're uh, uh, Predator. Did you guys like the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger? And- yes. Yeah. 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 They are going to be, I know, Jake, you're not a huge fan of 3D, but they are going to be post-converting Predator, the original, in 3D and and showing it in theaters. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Jake? I want to hear it from Jay. <laughs> 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 it's it reminds me of Kenny from South Park for some yeah, reason. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Jake is our Kenny. Oh my God, you killed Jake, you bastards! Yeah, I do die every episode. Too. <laughs> you get fired every episode. <laughs> Just in case you every time. Exactly. Just in case you listeners don't know, Jake has been fired from the show officially. <laughs> officially fired from the show three times, yeah. and that is no lie. <laughs> persistence <laughs> he keeps coming back he's like a fucking cockroach i'm like a cockroach <laughs> cockroach cockroach yeah well that's cool 3d is cool i just i would rather just see a damn really good predator movie again well that's why they're gonna bring back the original in three yeah. in theaters <laughs> yeah that's the only thing they can do <laughs> man i i used to like skip school just to watch that movie I, yeah. I would just be up all night thinking about it and be I like know. man i'm just not going to school tomorrow i liked predator 2 also you- i did yeah oh. i like i like to like it as much really because of the i don't know did you guys what's that what's that chad i was just saying i don't know what it was i just couldn't wrap my head around danny glover going after the predator after arnold schwarzenegger was going toe-to-toe with it so it just it, uh, i don't know i like the first one was awesome I liked it. Like Predator Two, like w- the parts that I liked is like you got to see like the Predator really get hurt and how he like tried to heal himself right there on the spot in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool. Uh, 
and it was like an urban type of uh, setting. So, I mean, it makes sense. Like, the, it just doesn't make sense. People complain all the time, like, okay, John McClane is always, like, in the middle of these movies. Like, how many times can this shit happen to the same guy? Right. Well, I think that's what they tried to remedy in Predator 2. Like, how many fucking times, you know, is Schwarzenegger going to be in the jungle? And, like, (laughs) like, okay, now we're going to take it to an urban setting in the city, and we're going to have Dutch there? I mean, it just didn't make sense. So that's why they went with Danny Glover. But, I mean, yeah, maybe he wasn't – Danny Glover wasn't the best choice. Maybe they could have got somebody different. Um, I liked uh, seeing inside the ship for the first time. And you yeah. finally, and you got to and see was, the alien skull. Yeah. yeah I was going to say the same. That was the first time they connected alien to the franchise. Yes. So cool. Because, I like, mean, back then, the big deal was, uh, wasn't Dark Horse Comics? Didn't they have the rights to Aliens versus Predator? I think it was, back then it was Now Comics, if you oh, remember okay. Now Comics. Oh, uh, that's way back in the day, dude. Yeah, that, before Dark Horse, before they had Dark the Horse. license to, I have Alien vs. Predator Now Comics. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that was the case. But oh, man, I and I like the train scene where he's like decapitating people in the in the subway train tunnel. That was awesome. Yeah, it, it was really grisly yeah. for my. I think I was like nine when that movie came out. Oh man! Yeah, and he kills that guy that's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's like <laughs> movies. Like my mom let me watch that. Yeah, mind yeah. you, I remember it being one of the most adult things I'd ever seen. I think that's <laughs> of it. I remember looping that part just over and over again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I loved part one and two. I'm looking at at the poster right now, and it just cracks me up because it says Predator 2, and then it says under that he's in town with with a few days to kill. Yeah. I think that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I, I and it took forever for another Predator movie to come out. Wasn't the yeah, next it, Predator movie that came out was uh, Predators vs. Aliens? Yeah, it was. Man. Yep. And that was god-awful. <laughs> Dude, they need to do, like, like. do you think it's time, like, do you think that, the, that TV has the technology and, like, the funds to fund, like, a Predator TV show now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do a continuing story. Take it to space if you have to. Yeah. You know, you can it on earth you could do it on in space like just this this threat of the predators what do you do about it i don't know like, about you, you. Don't need a- i'm ready to see doctor who take on some predators <laughs> yeah. i'm I want just- like a predator reality competition show you know you get 10 people and the predator who, who's the last one standing they're not real jake <laughs> <laughs> oh so you're talking about like uh the predator meets the running man exactly awesome dude that'd be pretty fucking cool that'd be awesome man that's right? interesting, yeah. Yeah, because pretty much that's what the Predators do anyway. Yeah, exactly. The ultimate hunt, you know? Yeah. Ultimate hunter and the, the ultimate contestants, and you get ten different people. and Hell, put them in Prometheus. Shit. Put them yeah. in the Hunger Games. Find <laughs> <laughs> every popular movie. Twilight. <laughs> put them in Twilight. It's going to sparkle. <laughs> What is that? It's beautiful. I'm going to have babies with it. <laughs> All the girls fall in love with the predator. <laughs> the predator's going to be lurking outside some girl's window. Come on in. You're so hot. Oh, my gosh. Where uh, is this conversation gone? <laughs> I have no idea, but I like it. Um, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to answer some more. uh, We're going to answer some more emails from listeners and then uh, hopefully talk about some comic books that we're reading. Yeah. So let's go ahead. We're going to take a break. What's up, Chad? 
Was that you, Chad? No, that was, that was not me. I was cheering for listener email. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a few. Bye. Hey, and welcome back. All right, uh, Chad, hey, dude, it's awesome to have you back on the show. Uh, so you've not been on the show for – when's the last time you were on the show, man? It was like – Episode be- 10. Really? Yeah, yeah. What was episode 10? Oh, that was the uh, Live Nude Girls episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did the interview with Mike Hatton. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It feels like forever. So it's good to be back on. Yeah, it is good to have you back on. So what have you been up to? What have our listeners uh, been missing out on in uh, the life uh, and times of uh, Chad Michaels? Chad Michaels? Um, I actually moved to Maryland. Um was here for a week and then I have I'm in the Navy Reserves so I went on uh, my two week annual training which just so happened to be in Spain oh, so cool. wow. so it was rough and it was hard and it sucked it was terrible um, those were all lies and <laughs> so <laughs> no it was great I mean actually I was working in a clinic and I was done by five every night so uh, and then I had my weekends to go play so it's pretty sweet I um, heard if you play Street Fighter two in Spain, that Vega is the good guy. God damn! I wish you would have told me that because I would have I would have tested that theory out. Yeah. Totally. If our listeners believe anything of what I just said, I'm just I'm, <laughs> guys. I'm lying through that's my fucking teeth. I just remember that Vega was from Spain, so he's the guy uh, that had like the Wolverine claws and would climb on the cage and shit. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. fan of the opera mask. Yeah. Exactly. I wish. Um, I almost went to a karaoke bar and tried to sing some country music just to like. <laughs> No. And I didn't do it, <laughs> but it would have been more fun if I'd have had somebody there like hanging out with me to uh, maybe record it and then have some yeah. but ridiculous. It's a known fact that Chad Michaels doesn't have any friends. Uh, no, <laughs> so, that's the thing. Like when I got over there, everybody had already, uh, you know, like the people that were stationed there, you know, they've seen Spain. They've done all the, the touristy stuff. So nobody really wanted to go hang out. So I was literally driving all over spain and uh, i couldn't speak a lick of spanish and it was uh it was definitely interesting man i bet but uh no so now i'm back and i'm uh in maryland and i'm starting my new job at the uh, national institutes of health and it's uh it's pretty sweet so cool what's going on with the chad michaels project so yeah the the past month has been really just batshit crazy so i haven't been doing a lot of writing um i've got uh my new series or not new series but i'm Picking back up on a series I've got that I'm doing weekly, which is called In the Mind of a Killer. And then um, hopefully I'm still planning on uh, working on my novel and having that done within the next few months. So it's uh, it's going to be busy because I'm starting school too, but what what part of life isn't busy? So that's what's going on, man. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate right now. And uh, it kind of sucks here uh, not having you in the studio, but it's really awesome to have you back on the show, dude. I'm, I'm really happy to have you here. Well, I got to say, I'm like kind of staring at this white wall while I'm s- sitting here doing this because uh, we're obviously I'm over Skype with you guys. And uh, I feel like I haven't been saying a whole lot. So it's been uh, <laughs> it's like been pretty interesting because I it's hard whenever you're not kind of in the room. So it is. Uh, it really yeah, is. So. But- We'll try to get you more involved here in the second portion. I, I, I'm sorry that uh, I don't want you to feel like uh, you're not involved in the show. Because... I just feel like a loser, Brian. And, uh... <laughs> seriously, let's not turn this into Dr. Phil, you pussy. <laughs> I have a question for Chad. Yeah, what's up? 
Do you, have you learned the difference between Jim and Jaylee yet? <laughs> Ooh, putting salt in the wounds. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm being a hey, jerk. You know I'm what? Sorry. I actually uh, I made fun of my own self on uh, my website and my uh, my Twitter, and uh, so I totally was making fun of myself for putting my foot in my mouth that day. But <laughs> yes, I, I do know the difference. So thank you. How, uh, how long have you, how long have you been working on uh, this novel? And I mean, can you talk about what it's about? Or um, yeah, so it's basically. Yeah, you guys are going to make fun of me. It's kind of a love story. but We're going to do that uh, anyway, Chad, but you might as well tell us what the novel's about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's actually, it's uh, it's a psychological thriller. Cool. Uh, and, uh, oh, that's a pretty novel idea. That hasn't been done before, Chad. No, never. Well, you know, hey, uh, it's, it's kind of tough. <laughs> Don't listen. Dude, I'm a dick. Don't listen you to are me. You dick. Hey. You keep interjecting every four words I try to say, mate. Just like start talking. <laughs> so, anyways, no, I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's uh, it's a psychological thriller, and it's uh, basically about a guy who's kind of uh, kind of losing his head, and uh, it's not really sure what's real and what's not. And so, uh, it's uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to discuss it yet, so that I guess that makes me a horrible. No, writer. it's kind of like. A, would you say it's kind of like a look inside his head? Yeah, yeah, actually, it's it's just a journey. Like he's trying to figure out what's real or not, and so the the part of it that's hard for me is um, I want the reader to be confused, but at the same time, I want it to not be unfollowable. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Uh, so it's uh, it's been a it's been trying, but it's it's gonna be cool when it comes out. I'm so. sure a lot of writers out there can relate, dude. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and so I, and I, oh, go ahead, man. Uh, I was just going to say, and so in the series that I'm working on is just about a, uh, um, uh, it's a, another psychological thrill, but that's where I, I love that. I love reading things and then kind of like finding all these plot twists and, and really not knowing who to really root for in a story. Right. That's cool. And, and so, uh, you know, so this, uh, story in the mind of the killer is basically about, uh, a guy who is being, uh, um, forced to, um, his basically his family's been ransomed and uh, is being forced to help this serial killer kill people, and so oh, he's wow. trying to figure out how to how to ki- get this guy caught without being tied up into it and blamed for everything. And so, uh, and of course, uh, not to give too much away, but the serial killer has things on him that helps to kind of coerce him into things, and uh, so it's it's pretty cool as well. So it actually Damn. sounds really awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, that does sound great. It's like. A little bit of taken mixed with kind of a hostage situation. Yeah, yeah. I love that, man. I, I love that you're doing something where he has to help this villain. Shit. When when uh, when, when is this series already out? You said or yeah. So the first couple um, have uh, some of the uh, I don't know what to really call them episodes or series uh, already on the site, um, which is just the chadmichaelsproject.com, and then you can go to the the series and. Uh, um, and then there's the links there for the the series, and basically once a week I'm just releasing a new uh, episode, so to speak, and it's you know about 1,500 words uh, each week, and just to kind of like keep coming back, I guess. So awesome, awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, well, I want our listeners to check it out, and it's glad to have you back. I'm glad to have you back on the show, and I hope to have you back on future episodes. Well, yeah. I would uh, I'd love to be on. So I appreciate it. Awesome. 
uh, Jake, you had some uh, some things that you wanted to talk about. And Jake, it's also nice. We only had you off the show for one week, but it's nice to have you back. It's just never oh. the same when like one of us is missing. Like this week, it kind of sucks because Dan's not here. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be missed. Thank you. Yeah, we miss you, Dan. Seriously, I give Jake a lot of shit. But you know what? When he's not here, I miss him. And like, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I give Jake a lot of shit. It just doesn't give everybody else the right to give Jake a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jake gets a lot of shit from people on the fucking web, like on the on like Facebook and all this other shit, dude. It's like, dude, we fuck with each other because we're friends. But man, come on. Yeah. I love it when strangers call me Dick Splash on iTunes. <laughs> Jake is a good guy. He's he's a lot of fun, dude. The show would the show wouldn't be as fun and controversial without you, Jake. So, all yes. right, you got some shit to talk about. I do have some shit. Are you guys were you guys big Nintendo heads back when you were a kid? Fucking a, head? I was a Nintendo head. Oh well, listen to this. I am Jay. I know fun. Jay was. We played Nintendo together. I played it till it break, baby. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm going to talk about this game a little bit before I tell you what game it is. But this game came out in 1989. Um, this is what uh. Cliff Blazinski has to say he made Gears of War. He says this game taught him everything about a genre that launched his career. Wow, that's and a the creator of Earthworm Jim says few games are so rich with such a wealth of character and adventure. This game sold over a million copies and was Capcom's best-selling title for the Nintendo. Wow, that's a saying a lot with Capcom. Capcom's best-selling title for the NES. Wow, this game is Ducktales. Whoa! Whoa! You know, okay, <laughs> like Capcom did Mega Man. Am I correct? Yes, Ducktales yes. was yeah, well, actually that's... produced by key personnel from the Mega Man series. Wow! And I mean, it has some of the tightest control. It was the first game to have a non-linear kind of design, even though it was a side scroller. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this game. You can use your cane as a pogo stick or a. I remember that, club. dude. And there were puzzles. Didn't they have the duck uh, that um, had the suit with the... What was his name with, like, the wheel? Duck. Who? Scrooge McDuck. Okay. Uncle, Uncle Scrooge. Yeah, and there was Launchpad. Yeah, Launchpad. It was a Launchpad in that, too? Yeah, but Scrooge was the main playable. Yeah, Launchpad was like a cameo and shit. And then you I had Huey, you. Dewey, and Louie. And I'm not talking about Huey Lewis in the news. I'm talking about <laughs> Huey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. The little... Yeah, the little uh, ducks... I, I never owned that game, but I remember renting it. It's like yeah. got the purple yeah. uh, embl- or the logo on there. Exactly, and this game yeah. is is being totally remastered for HD. Um, How can you get it? Original, totally remastered, coming out for all the systems. That's awesome. Um, many of the original. Are games you, t- are, dude? Are you serious? It's going to come out for all the systems. Like you can buy it in the stores. I'm getting right to that. Please, <laughs> this is great news. Um. All the levels from the original are featured. Um, The game has new story elements. Um, It explains how Scrooge can breathe on the moon. Right, Um, right. (laughs) It has identical gameplay to the original. It now has a map screen. Um, It's completely HD. It's coming out on all like the downloadable marketplaces. It comes out on the Wii U August 13th, PlayStation 3 August 20th, and Xbox Live September 11th. Holy shit, dude. That's awesome. This game is going, I believe, for just fourteen ninety nine. Wow! For all the systems, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is um, it a so? It's a download. It's a download. Okay, very cool. Very cool, man. Hey, you guys, uh, remember the Ducktales movie? Oh God, yes, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. 
So, uh, Brian, when you were talking about the winning something off of the TV a yeah. few episodes back. Yeah. Um, yeah, for our listeners that didn't listen to that episode, shame on you, number one. <laughs> yeah. Number two, yeah, when I was like seven years old, I won a contest from the local Fox uh, affiliate here in central Illinois for Peoria, Illinois, uh, Fox 43. I won a, uh, They showed my picture on a Thundercats TV show, and I won some G.I. Joe toys. Yeah. So, which is awesome. But, it was uh, awesome. So my, my thing that I won from Fox was free tickets to uh, to go see the DuckTales movie a week before it released. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. So that was like, when you were telling that story, it reminded me of that. And then, you know, talking about DuckTales all over again, it was like, holy cow, I felt like I was like the coolest kid on the face of the planet because... I got to go see it before everybody else did. So. I, I would have been jealous. Can you guys believe, though, that it's the best-selling Capcom game for no. the NES? I was blown away by that. I'm a little blown I, away by that, too. Like, didn't they make Capcom? Uh, no, uh, Capcom. Didn't they make Strider? Yeah, yeah. Strider, every Mega Man game. Every Mega Man Street game. Fighter. Well, Street yeah, Fighter wasn't, Street like, Fighter a big thing on the NES Nintendo. console. That was Super oh, okay. Nintendo. I got you. Yeah. Yep. But still, I can't believe it outsold Mega Man. Like, I know. Especially shit. Mega Man 2, dude, which is, like, one of my favorite games ever. Love right. it. it. It's yeah. so rare for a franchise game to actually even be playable at all, let alone, you know, such a great game. Did you too. guys play uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, the video oh, game? Oh, love it. Oh, yeah. Love Chippendale. Dude, that game was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, was it Monterey Jack and uh, Chippendale, uh, Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers? And oh, yeah. What was the female one's name? I rem- I can't remember her name, dude. My best friend had a crush on the animated mouse female. <laughs> 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 that that remind dude that reminds me of like uh Wayne's World the movie when they're like when they're laying on top of the Mirthmobile and he's like and and Garth is like hey man when um Bugs Bunny dresses up like a chick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think she's hot and he's like no no way and he just starts laughing at her that totally reminded me of that this exact my friend used to bring that up all the time and I was like what the fuck are you talking about it's a cartoon mouse dude. It's Gadget Hackwrench, the young female mouse. Oh, Gadget. Oh, Gadget, yeah. Yep. <sighs> now Love we're in that stuff. Love it. Totally missing from games these days, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's a great idea to, like, take all these, like, 2D side-scrollers and, like, make and, like, revamp them in HD. That's an awesome idea because that's what I would be into personally. Well, yeah, this comes out for Nintendo first, and it comes out on Tuesday for Nintendo, and I'm going to... Cool. I'm going to give this a good three to four hours on Absolutely. Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Jake, for bringing that up. That's awesome. Yeah, very no cool. Um, let's see here. Now, I want to go through some uh, emails that we get some, from some listeners here. Uh, Johnny B., he sent us an email uh, to comments at popcultureleftovers.com. He says, hey, guys, been listening to you since episode one. Which is, that's awesome, thank you. Episode yeah. one sucked, so thanks, Johnny B. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. Sticking it out. Uh, yeah, Jake wasn't there, that's why it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. <laughs> Been listening to you since episode one, and I'm really enjoying it. And he puts an exclamation point there. Um, so he, he really enjoys it. So Thanks, man, that's yeah. awesome. Um, he says, episode two sucked when you guys got Jake back, but oh well. <laughs> I'm kidding. He doesn't say that. He says, all of you are doing a great job. So thanks for lying. Uh, 
He goes on to say, the Pacific Rim review was spot on, but I think the Wolverine review was the best. The Nick Cage medley at the beginning of that last episode cracked me up. Great stuff. I can say that I am as into the superhero universe as you guys, but I'm now reading Jupiter's Legacy and Hawkeye on your recommendation. Awesome. That's great, dude. So now he's like taking advantage of that Mark Millar, Frank Quitely book, Jupiter's Legacy, and then he's uh, enjoying the Hawkeye book by Matt Fraction. Um, that's that's that makes me happy. Um, I'd like it if you could review more comics. Booyah! That's what we're gonna do tonight. <laughs> Got that shit? Yeah, I appreciate all of the work you put into this. Hope you get your audio difficulties straightened out. Thanks. For- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making my drive time. Thanks for making my drive time go by a lot quicker. Johnny, nice. Johnny B. So thank you, Johnny B. We're going to talk about some comics. But first, I wanted to bring up another email, which kind of like coincides with that. Uh, our buddy Scott Dixon, uh, who when we last got in contact, when he last got in contact with us, he was hiking through the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, got into, uh, he got in contact with us last week, and he, apparently he's still hoofing it. He writes in and says, hey, guys, 200 miles to go in my hike from Georgia to Maine. Just wanted to say keep it up. The podcast is great and entertaining as always. I have two questions. When I get back to civilization, how would you rank the movies I go to see or rent in no particular order? The Wolverine, Pacific Rim, Iron Man 3, Avengers. Yep, still haven't seen it. Superman, R.I.P.D., Sharknado, After Earth. I think I have a, a good idea from your reviews, but still interested in your opinion. He saw the Lone Ranger back in Vermont. He says he dug it. His second question is, hearing you guys talk about comic books has gotten me interested in picking them back up. I used to read a bunch when I was younger. What book would be a good reintroduction and one I could get in from the beginning? The artwork is foremost to me, but story is obviously important. As a kid, I was into Punisher, X-Men, and Spider-Man. Some sci-fi would be cool, too. Your combined thoughts would be awesome. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. You rock. Nice. Love that guy. Dude, yeah. Thank you, Scott. I'm glad you're still listening to the show. I don't want to lose listeners. There's a lot of listeners out there that that listen to the show. Guys like, dude, super listener, Andrew Peck. If we lost him, I'd, like, freak out and... You know, of course, you know, Ross Ort, you know, we love Ross Ort. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's questions like this that come from Johnny B. and Scott Dixon that, like, keep this show alive and keep us, like, invigorated to do this thing. So yeah, go Leftover Army. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about the Leftover Army. <laughs> I'm going to name the episode. This episode is going to be called Leftover Army. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go, I'm going to answer Scott Dixon's question. Um, my order for films is going to have to be uh, Avengers first. Followed second by Man of Steel. Third, I would watch Pacific Rim. Fourth, I would watch Sharknado. (laughs) Then I would watch Wolverine. Then I would watch Iron Man 3. And then, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even watch uh, After Earth and R.I.P.D. I'd just toss those motherfuckers. I agree. I don't know. Um, I I'm gonna go with uh, for my first one, Man of Steel. Uh, second, Avengers. Uh, Wolverine would be my third. Pacific Rim fourth. Uh, Sharknado, of course, fifth. And yeah, no R.I.P.D. or After Earth. Don't waste your time. 
you will be pissed. What about Iron Man three? You gave it a taste. It. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch that again. So um, I've kind of changed my opinion on that movie. I'm. You know. I'm gonna say right now officially that I would toss that. I know that's probably against regulations. No, it's not, dude. It's our fucking show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We make up the fucking rules around here. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> that's right, leftover army. We do what we want. The real. <laughs> the real fun about it for me is that um, we we get to you know we don't talk about these movies before we see them as we said before and that that's what was really cool was going back and listening to that and even though like I uh, I initially of course tasted it uh, Brian really you know you really changed my mind on that so you know I I like that about it going back and listening to it again and you know we all have our different opinions but you yeah. know we also all listen to each other. I, I don't right. think anything, you know, that you said in that review is invalid. And in fact, it, it, like I hate it now. I hate that movie, and you know, so I'm officially changing it to uh, toss it. All right. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would see Avengers first, Pacific Rim second, Wolverine third, Iron Man three fourth. Wow. Uh, Sharknado fifth. Um, After Earth sixth. <laughs> and then uh, toss it in the toilet and take a dump on it. I would see Man of Steel last. <laughs> you just quoted my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jake out back right now. <laughs> Break. Love it. <laughs> Chad, um, I don't know if you've seen all these movies, but uh, you can go ahead and uh, throw in your two cents. Yeah, in the past month and a half, I haven't been able to get to the theater to see a lot of stuff, uh, but. So really, I, I can I can say Avengers and Superman. I mean, those, whichever way you want to go, you're not going to go wrong to watch one of those two first. They're both amazing. Um, the only other one I've seen uh, is After Earth, and uh, it, well, actually, that's not true. Iron Man three, but I, I still continue to wish I wouldn't have watched that. So um, I just put that in the I've not seen category uh, because I cry at night still, but. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know. You can. I think my review on uh, on After Earth or my rating was just basically if you want to taste it, you can. But it don't go to you know don't go spend money on it. You know, try to get it as cheap as possible. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, and R.I.P.D. When I saw the previews for Red that, I, I literally kind of vomited a little bit in the back of my throat. Did so. you see R.I.P.D.? No, I have not seen it, but I saw a trailer for it when yeah. I went and watched, uh, I don't know, one of the movies. And uh, Hey, was... have you always wanted to see Men in Black with dead people? <laughs> right. Watch R.I.P.D. Two white guys? Yeah. yeah. That is exactly I... what I said when I was in the theater. Like, I'm watching. I'd never seen anything on it before, never heard anything. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's awesome. They just took Men in Black and made dead people out of it. So, right. Yeah. That's all they did. Oh. And, like, the graphics, like, the CGI still looks the same. Like, they haven't changed it from fucking 1998 and shit. <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? Come on. I'd almost rather go see Ghost Rider again. So it, 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 it pisses me off that 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 that's based on a comic book. R.I.P.D. Yeah, it, good. it pisses me off that it has such good people in it too. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges, what the hell is he doing with all these stupid ass movies? Oh. Yeah, he makes some bad choices. Like, what's that new movie where he's playing like he looks? He's trying to act like he's freaking like Gandalf the Gray and shit. With the dragons. Have you seen that new preview for that movie? 
Not. I'll uh, look it up for you because he's in this new movie where he's playing almost like he's like this Gandalf the Grey type guy, and he's got a dragon like like screaming in his face, and it just it it's like I want to like like this movie because I love him, dude. Like if you don't like the Big Lebowski, there's something wrong with you. You know, <laughs> yeah, no shit. If you don't yeah. like Tron the original, there's something wrong with you. Oh yeah, yes. absolutely. I so I want to love every movie that Jeff Bridges is in, but I can't stand behind a movie like R.I.P.D. And like this new piece of crap that's coming Seventh out. Seventh Son. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Like even watching the trailer, I like want to think like there's some redemption. Like there's something in that movie that I'm gonna like. But I know just by looking at it, like this movie's gonna suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care about dragons so much. You know. <laughs> yeah, like the Dragonheart movie. I wanted to like that too. I don't think they're ever gonna do a correct dragon movie for anybody you know Dude, i don't hobbit. think that's gonna happen hobbit 2 man Ooh, yeah. well i was just gonna Shit, ready to, say Ryan. About to release a, a dragon movie so <laughs> yeah damn it yeah you're right <laughs> totally right small better than peter jackson so you know uh, you're right you're right i hope that they can do it right because tolkien did it in the books and if they can do it correctly on screen i'm all for it man so. oh man can you can you remember when you first read that and you like had this picture of him in your mind oh I mean, yeah he talked about how he smelled yeah when, you're when, just like, oh my when God, I think of Smog, I think of like all the other dragons in every other fucking book or movie is like <laughs> one eighth the size of Smog. Smog right. is like the granddaddy of all dragons. <laughs> Unless you played Skyrim. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, some comics because it looks like Johnny B and Scott Dixon had questions on those, like what we are into, what we're reading, what books that are sci-fi that they should check out. Um, and hopefully some of our recommendations will get some of the other listeners into reading some comic books because, you know, I'll be honest with you, there's some great comic books out there right now. Oh, it's a great time to be a fan. Absolutely, dude. Uh, the first one that I wanted to talk about real quick, and then I want you guys to talk about some of the comic books that you're into right now, um, is uh, Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, yeah. By Jason Aaron, uh, written by Jason Aaron and Esad Ribic. Um, You know, I'll be honest with you, like, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Scott Dixon was looking for was art was first and foremost. Well, in this book, you've got not only great art, by Isad Ribic, like everything looks like it's from a painting for crying out loud. But you've yeah. also got a great story, a story in which it's like Thor is almost he is a god. And uh, but in this story, uh, you have basically the story of Thor and you see Thor scared at some points in this time uh, in this book. Um, and it's got the story of three four uh, of three Thors. That's hard to say. <laughs> three say it three times fast. Exactly. But three Thors. You've got young Thor, the Thor from the Marvel Age that we know, and then like old old Thor. Uh and the old Thor that ha- that looks more like Odin and has like a a destroyer arm and shit, dude. But it's like all three of these Thors at one point in the story are taking on a uh a villain called Gore the God Butcher. He, yeah. He's a very demented, very demented villain that has been killing gods through all, through all, throughout the entire universe, and uh, throughout throughout uh, different uh, stages in Thor's life, he's been tormenting Thor, and uh, this is 
pretty much that story. And, and, and you see a, a frightened Thor in di- different parts of the story. Um, I, I don't know about you guys if you're reading the Thor book, but it, it's probably one of my favorite Marvel books on the, on the stands right now. It's a great book. I, you know, I hear a lot of people complaining about uh, $3.99 is so expensive for a comic, you know? And it's like, I don't see a better value. I mean, Asad Ribic is just... You get 22 pages of Asad Ribic art. Yeah. I mean, I would pay 10 bucks for that. You it could, is... Yeah. It, it's on another level. I mean, I don't know how else, how better you could spend three ninety nine than to grab the store book and get 22 pages of this. Okay, like, okay, let's say you don't want to pay three ninety nine for a book, okay? Marvel has a service right now. I don't know exactly what it's called, but, like, you can wait six months, and then I think you pay, like, a one-time fee, and for, like, a year, you get to read all the Marvel books that are six months and older. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I, and I'm sorry to get off topic, but I, it just makes me so mad. These artists and writers pour so much into these comic books. They do. And they really do. Three ninety nine is such a small amount to give for how much work and love is being given to some I, of these books. I personally know? like having a physical copy or even the copy on Comixology that I can look at. I mean, Esad Rubik's art is beautiful. And the, Jason Aaron's uh, Journey of Thor is probably... This is the first Thor book that I've really given like my attention to. And I yeah. love this book. Thor's a hard character. It gets so muddled in its mythology that it yeah. just all sounds blah, blah, blah after a while sometimes, right. you know? Well, I, w- I would say just for the Gore the God Butcher story alone, like they, they tell his origin in this and kind of why he's doing what he's doing. Right. And I thought that was great. I think they took like two or three issues just for that. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of are getting this action now with these three Thors going against this guy that is killing gods. Yeah. And they are. There are you, you, you feel the threat that he might be able to kill one of these guys. Do you guys want to see a book where like three Thors are hanging out? I mean, that's you see that. You see two of the Thors have uh, hammers, Mjolnir. I mean, yeah. it, it's amazing. You need to check this book out. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun reading this. Um, and I'm sure that's out. Uh, I'm sure like some of these issues are out in trade, too, where you can pick them up and want, like, read the first you know, five to six issues in a trade. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. At least volume one at this point. What are you guys reading that you're digging right now? Well, I mean, if we're talking about, um, you know, his question was about what sci-fi books to read. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but Jupiter's Legacy, I mean, they're only on issue two right now. Three is going to be coming out. Um, If you're looking for great art and storytelling on a a sci-fi level... Um, you know, this isn't like space travel or anything, but, you know, I'm talking about just science fiction. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy, uh, it's Mark Millar and uh, Frank Quietly, and uh, it's basically, I, I don't know, I just finished uh, issue two today. Um, I think we've reviewed issue one on the show, actually, um, but I just finished issue two, and they're going more into the whole um, you have these superheroes who are kind of the elders, and then you have their children, which is just awesome to hear the story about these fucked up kids from these superheroes. I mean, uh, the, the main character kind of, or the kind of one of the focal points, his name is Utopian, um, and he's kind of a Superman type character, which, you know, uh, Frank quietly did, uh, he did the action comics, right, with, with Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how I got introduced to him. So you're, you're, you're getting really awesome 
stylized art. Frank Quiley does really nice, like fine line stuff. And that's very- why this book comes out every two months. Yeah, because they don't. The only thing. They don't yeah. want to switch artists because his art is pretty much the only way that they want to tell this story. Yeah, I was uh, introduced to quietly through his uh, Morrison run on X Men. Jay. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't read that till way later on, so I guess I kind of forgot about that. But yeah, that's another one where he was just you know where it's like a mate. He has really good superhero artwork. It's kind of hard to describe, but check that out. I mean, you can look at it online. Um, but it's so cool to see. There's almost what's going on right now, and this is kind of a spoiler um, a little bit, uh, but what's going on right now is you have these two brothers in the story. One's named Utopian, kind of Superman, and uh, the other one, I can't remember his name, but he has kind of an XA, Professor X kind of mental power. Um, and so what you're dealing with is these two guys, they have two different political views. Um, so you, you have that going on, and it's very relevant to what's going on today in politics and socioeconomic stuff, it, which is another cool thing. Like, how would superheroes actually respond to these problems where it's not like a supervillain? It's like a money crisis where they could see the, you know, everybody not being able to live. So you have these two brothers fighting, and they have fucked up kids like one of them's having a baby now and she does, you know, she just like overdosed on drugs and she's like waking up in this issue and finding out that she's pregnant. So it's like you turn on TMZ and you see fucking, you know, superheroes, kids and shit, you know, doing Lindsay Lohan type crap. (laughs) Right. It it takes the idea of like a booster gold and it puts it into that TMZ kind of thing where the, some of these characters are actually looking for that fame and some of them aren't. And they're just really screwed up because their parents were never there. They were superheroes. They, they were never home to actually raise these kids. Right. And that's another interesting uh, kind of aspect fu- of it. But, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, one and two one and two are out right now. So, it comes I mean, out every two up. months. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, like, okay, if you guys, like, okay, oh, I missed the boat on these comics. Like, I can't go out and pick up the physical copy because they're sold out or whatever. You can always go to Comixology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're not being paid by them. Exactly. No. We're not being paid by Comixology, but you can go to Comixology and you can uh, subscribe to their service and buy these comics. And a lot of time you can buy them at a discount and just read them digitally. That way you can yeah. get caught up on this shit. And if I can if I can throw in on that real quick. So you guys introduced me to Comixology. Yeah, so you subscribe I, to the service now because of us. And I haven't, I haven't bought a whole lot yet, um, but... I got, uh, I did get one and I was going through it and it's really awesome how it moves through and you can really From see panel to panel. how like as you're swiping. Right. So, cause for me, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to really like that cause I, I like to have the comic book in my hand. I remember when I was younger and I used to have them, you know, I was like, right. I like that tangible, but it's really cool how you can like move through it it's intuitive it's really it's it's awesome so me, I, I really like it and this is coming from somebody who's never used it before so let me give you a handy tip chad um make it so it shows you the entire page on exit in the options it's really great it'll go panel by panel and then before it goes to the next page it'll show you the whole page layout yeah so i did that actually um because i was reading um you know the one you had recommended actually uh, which is the one I put my foot in my mouth while with uh, Jai Lee. So I was reading Batman Superman, and uh, and I didn't. I was kind of annoyed by that at first. I was like, I can't figure this out. But yeah, you you bring up a really good point because if you go in the options, you can change that. So as you go to leave that page, it zooms out and you can see the whole thing, and and it's it's really awesome. So 
it's a really good app. Yeah, Comixology is definitely one that you're going to check out. If you want to read Dark Horse, though, unfortunately, Dark Horse is not part of Comixology, and you have to download like a Dark Horse app. Right. Yeah. I and, noticed that with my uh, free Star Wars digital codes that right. I had to go in through a different app. Dark Horse actually has really good horror comics. Yes, they yeah, do. They do. Um, yeah. October is always fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I was really into the Colder series. Did any of you read the Colder series? No. No, I remember you talking about that, but yeah, yeah, I haven't read it yet. Yeah, there's a series called Colder, and that was phenomenal. Um, it's it's uh, basically, uh, let's see here, uh, the the main character. Uh, it's in. I'm sure it's in trade paperback now, where you can read like the. It's a mini series. Um, there's this villain, and he feeds on souls of the mentally insane. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, the protagonist, he's a man. His name's Declan, and his body temperature is dropping. He never gets sick. He never feels pain. And in the 19, since the 1940s, he's just been getting colder and colder and colder, and he hasn't been talking, but he's still alive. And now it's like modern times. He's an ex-inmate of an insane asylum that was destroyed in a fire. Um, but he has, like, when he does come, con- like, uh, when he does wake up out of this, like, pretty much like kind of like, kind of like a coma, that he's been in, he has this strange ability to step inside a person's madness and then cure it. Like, so if there's oh. like, you know, like you ever see like people that are just crazy, like he can step into their madness and cure them. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, he, Jay just showed me a cover gallery and it's uh, this cover. I remember seeing it in the previews. It gave me nightmares. For yeah. The one days. where he's like forcing his fingers through his eyes. Oh, that's the fucking one, man. Get that shit away from me. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, like seriously, like that cover, like almost kept me from reading the book. Get but, that shit away from me. I, oh, man. But I read the book. Um, there, uh, the villain uh, that keeps him cold in this is uh, wanting to eat his soul one day. And he keeps him cold because, like, he, the longer he keeps him cold, the the better he's going to – the villain thinks that the better his soul is going to taste. Um, but uh, this book, uh, there are some awesome visuals in this. Uh, this would actually be a really cool movie. But definitely check it out. It's uh, it's called Colder, and it's from Dark Horse. I think you'll love it. If you like horror stuff, dude, and you want something that freak you out, definitely check it out. It's called Colder. It's awesome. Wow. Very cool. Um, something I just read, too, on the sci-fi tip. Um the new Buck Rogers on uh, Hermes Press. Yeah, dude, I saw you post a picture of some comic books that you're reading. Buck Rogers was one of them. I actually yeah. saw that at the um, comic book store uh, here in Springfield, and I looked at it. I didn't pick it up, but is that something I should pick up? Yeah, man. Um, it's it's by uh, Howard Chaikin, and I'm not familiar with him, but apparently he's been around and you know has done some cool stuff. I, I really need to kind of get into his backstory, but um, he writes and uh, does the artwork for it. And you know, I I grew up loving Buck Rogers. Uh, it, he's he's kind of he's kind of a riff too on like the Tarzan type character, um, just kind of a. Uh, but but in this he's kind of a man out of time. Uh, he he it starts off kind of showing where he was at, um, and he was you know like a, a war a war pilot, and it shows him back then when he's you know fighting and and flying in this plane. So he's kind of this air force kind of guy, and uh, then he kind of like uh, starts to go against like some of the ideals of the government, and he's like uh, involved in like demonstrations, and he gets. Uh, like sh- put down a hole 
like in the ground, real deep, like a well or something, and then they gas him. And so he gets gassed for kind of like speaking his mind out against what's going on with all the wars. And then he wakes up 500 years later. <laughs> so wow. he's, you know, just like the original Buck Rogers, where this guy's come out of time into kind of a futuristic world. Well, this- I mean, what's not to like about the man out of time story? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so, you know, it's, it's, he, he would be somebody like our grandfathers, you know, especially if you had a grandparent in the war or whatnot. It'd be right. kind of like somebody like that. But he, he doesn't age or anything. You know, he's basically in a coma. Um, and then he, he wakes up in 500 years later when basically the uh, whole planet has kind of been decimated by war after war. And uh, there was a second civil war in America at this point. And eventually China becomes the, the big superpower. So there's, there's what happens is everything is kind of segmented into, like, gangs instead of countries. You have, like, gangs that own this particular area. Wow. And it's really cool. Um, the artwork isn't my favorite, but uh, it isn't something that really bothers me. It's, uh, it's pretty cool, like, color-wise. I really like the and colors They've and only everything. started with issue one, correct? Yeah, this is just issue one. So you should be able to jump in on that, you know, like right now. Yeah. And and it's also kind of rocketeery. So Oh, like, I love the rocketeer. He's fighting with like a jetpack <laughs> and a pistol. Like that's how that's, that's how he awesome. fights. And and there's like pirates and there like I said, gangs and stuff. And there's this there's there's this political undertone where he's almost like a Captain America where he, he's just kind of like very cynical about what, what the powers that be are doing and uh that's that's going to be a factor of course but it was real fun it was uh a lot of combat kind of stuff and just kind of his origin so you know some people might say it's a little slow um but i enjoyed it and and, uh i'm looking forward to the rest of this i want to see where it goes especially after the ending it was uh you know another kind of cliffhanger so yeah check it out cool jesus man Holy fuck, I gotta go after Jay. Uh, <laughs> I like Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, good comic. Hey, no, let's talk about Spider-Man, because there's been some cool shit going on in the Spider-Man book right now. I agree, but I really, really quickly, I the guy said he liked Spider-Man and the X-Men, and he wanted good art. Right. He needs to be reading Daredevil. I mean, it's a oh, rotating... Oh, God, yes. Paula Rivera and Chris Somney rotating. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where you're getting better art and comics. Oh, and then right you've now. got Mark Wade writing. Wade writing. It's one and done's almost every issues. Every issues. Every <laughs> issues. It's one of the one of the best comics going right now. I believe it won an Eisner. It won an Eisner time. last year for that issue where him and the students were like trapped in the cold and Yeah, it won an Eisner last year for best issue. It's classic Marvel fun. It's super fun, swashbuckling adventure type of one and done Marvel books. Two Man, books. I, two books. If if there are two books that Marvel's putting out right now that you need to read, number one is Hawkeye. Number two is Daredevil. In my opinion, um, I agree. I think Daredevil's the number one. Man, I love like uh, I I you know sadly I haven't been able to really read any of the Daredevils. I have them um, because of your guys's recommendation. But when whenever those come into the store. Uh, that's the type of artwork where my heart just starts racing. You know, I know it sounds fucking silly, but it's I'll, I'll open it up and like his blues and his reds, like it's so vibrant, really cool looking. It's it's a piece of art just like Hawkeye is. It is. It's just 
man, I get so lost in that. Like, I haven't even read a word, I don't think. But I'll, I'll flip through the whole thing and be like, man, that's so cool. Yeah, Paulo Rivero shows the way Daredevil sees things in a way that no artist ever has. <laughs> I totally agree, dude. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Chad, Chad what are you so thinking cool. about all this, dude? Because I know that you're trying to get back into comics it, it, to some extent. Like, what are you thinking about? Like, what are we talking about right now, buddy? Actually, as you guys are talking, I'm actually going through Comicsology right now and <laughs> and uh, looking at like different uh, of the uh, the comics. I mean, it's 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 very intriguing to me because I I used to be a comic fan and then I just you know I don't know I just got out of it. And, yeah, uh, I think so, a lot of people you know, are in the same boat, and it's like we want to help people get back into it. So, I want to talk a little bit about like Spider Man right now. What's going on in Spider Man? Yeah. Um, you know, right now is one of the coolest Spider Man story arcs I think that's ever happened. A, it's very divisive between like Spider Man fans. A lot one of, of people, the ballsiest things ever done. Totally ballsiest things. Right now, uh, you know, we've got. Uh, uh, Basically, it's not Spider-Man that we're really witnessing. It's what's called the Superior Spider-Man, and this is, is been taken. Uh, what's been happening is events that took place right before issue seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc Ock has been uh, pretty much dying because of all the blows that he's taken in the face <laughs> from Spider-Man uh, over the years, and Doc Ock has been dying and. Uh, so Doc Ock found a way to transfer his being into Peter Parker's body. Yeah. So now Doc Ock inhabits the body of Peter Parker, and he <laughs> is now Spider-Man. Right. And so this book is called Superior Spider-Man because Doc Ock thinks he can be Spider-Man and a hero, but yet superior with uh, the way he, uh, you know, uh, handles himself and and the technology that he can bring to the table, um, I think this is one of the best books out right now. Yeah, oh, I agree. Absolutely, Dan Slott is such a great writer. Dan yeah, Slott is fantastic. It it totally blows my mind every issue. I mean, it, the way he jam packs that with. Uh, you know, Dr. Oct's battle with Peter Parker's old personality because um, there's still there's still remnants of that. I won't give away if you haven't read the series yet. I won't give that away, but there's 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 this internal battle with Doc Ock, and he's trying. He really is kind of trying to be this hero, this better <laughs> hero. He is, but it's so weird, dude, because he's still like Doc Ock <laughs> and he's still evil. Yeah, and it's funny it, to watch him like interact with like the new Sinister Six. And, like, he's so cocky and such an egomaniac. Like, he's like, oh, our Sinister Six is so much better than you guys. And uh, he's such a dickhead. (laughs) I like seeing him interact with the girls of the Parker universe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He gets really creepy with the girls. And and he's got – he had, at one point in time, access to all of Peter Parker's memories. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This has been one of the best titles on the shelves. It is one of those biweekly comics, but you know what? It's worth it. Yeah, and you really... I mean, I would say you've really got to start from issue one on this. Well, yeah, issue one of Superior Spider-Man. Maybe even go back to, like, issue 698 of uh, Amazing Spider-Man. 
And, you know, to be fair about the uh, double shipping of Spider-Man, at one point in my life, I was buying five Spider-Man monthlies. Right. And always crossovers for three years straight. So it is a little bit toned down from what it used to be. Thank God we don't have to read Web of Spider-Man anymore. Or Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, Spectacular. Holy shit. No adjective (laughs) Spider-Man. This is such, I mean, this is such a crazy story, like, I, I remember getting into it and being like uh, almost against it after a couple issues where Doc Ock had taken over yeah. and just, just kind of like, man, don't take away Peter Parker. But now it's like, I don't even want Peter Parker to come back. You oh, know? I do. I know. I know Peter Par- Peter's going to come back, but you know what? If they, they can keep him gone for a year or two and I'll be happy. Does yeah. our, at this point, does Slot have the longest run in Spider-Man history? Oh I man, I don't know he wrote either. Seven hundred. He wrote or he wrote six hundred and seven hundred. Bendis yeah. has a pretty long run too. Yeah, yeah. There uh, in the well, Ultimate Universe. It, man, I so want to tell you guys what happened in the last issue. I oh. haven't read it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's cool. Because it adds a new dimension to the the to where Doc Ock is heading. You know, you always kind of have an idea of that, but this is a huge kind of shift into what could possibly happen down the road. So, man, yeah, everybody should check this out. It is one of the best. Hey, let's let's uh, yeah, just read it. Just read Superior Spider-Man. Go back to like Amazing Spider-Man issue six ninety eight. Read six ninety nine and seven hundred, and then start reading Superior Spider-Man one through whatever issue they're on currently. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Um, but let's keep everything Marvel right now. Jay, we started, me and you started talking. I haven't read the second issue. You said the, re- the second issue was amazing. But just the other day, I read a book. Uh, it's from the events from the Age of Ultron series. It's called Avengers AI. Yes. And Avengers AI number one came out, and I read that book, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I'm really digging this series. Basically, it takes uh, all the artificial intelligence creature uh, beings uh, in the Marvel Universe and puts them on a team together. So we've got a team made up of the Vision, uh, a Doombot, Victor Mancha, who is basically, uh, that's the Vision's brother. He was also uh, created by Ultron and was one of the runaways. Yeah. Uh, And then Hank Pym. Of Hank course, Pim. who is the creator of Ultron? But dude, I I didn't know what to think of this book. Um, I'm glad I picked it up because I don't think I've laughed so hard at a comic book uh, in a long time. I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, uh, the Doombot is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> love the Doombot. Yeah, basically, it, uh, if you're not familiar with Doombots. Oh my gosh! Uh, Doctor Doom created uh, Doombots, mm-hmm. and uh, these things are hell bent on destruction and uh, uh, ruling the world. And this is a reprogrammed Doombot that still has some of those characteristics of wanting. To, it still acts like Doctor Doom, but at the same time, it's doing the bidding of the Avengers' uh, vision. And uh, it doesn't want to. And so, <laughs> who, who, who reprogrammed it, Brian? Was it Pim? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like Pim. It's okay. it's hilarious. So, like, as it's doing the bidding of the Avengers, it's talking shit. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It's like they give him an, an instruction, and he says things like, "If I must," and 
<laughs> and like he's like at one point he goes bah the indignity doom taking orders from an avenger <laughs> and it's 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 hilarious i it's so funny. I love this book. I can't wait to read issue two. Jay's read issue two, and he says it gets even better from that point on. Yeah. Um, let me just give you this scene with uh, Doombot. Um, th- there's a part where he's flying at this threat, which I won't give away because it's a cool part of the story. Um, but they're like, uh, Hank Pym's like, Doombot, halt and report back. And Doombot's like flying at this enemy. And he's like, nonsense, Avengers. Doom does not cower like a lesser man. Where the gods themselves shudder and mule, Doom dares. And then this thing like picks him up in midair like he was nothing. And he's like, you kneeled before. And then he gets shot out of the air like this thing shoots a uh, like a laser at him he f- he's flying across uh, the, the sky and one of the shield agents is like what the hell <laughs> and his head lands next to a uh, Thomas Jefferson statue because this is in Washington D.C. Right. and the Doombot's head says don't look so smug at me you twit <laughs> <laughs> I love that panel with the Doombot's head yeah <laughs> Like he's this, so funny. This is a book I was going to like not read, and then Jay tells me, "Oh, Avengers AI is awesome." So I go to my LCS local comic shop, and I'm like, "Hey, do you got Avengers AI?" They have a copy. I pick it up, and I'm I love this book now. Yeah, yeah it looks like such bullshit in the previews. I yeah. don't blame you. It was like uh, event fatigue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, dude, okay, so I spent all this money reading this Age of Ultron event, which I enjoyed. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so you've got a comic book that you're trying to sell after the event. Fuck that. I read the event. I don't need to read the comic book. But, dude, I'm so fucking glad I read this book. Um, Yeah, it's Sam Humphreys on uh, writing duties, and I love it. Yeah, and the and the artwork's so good. It's very very kind of Frank quietly. I very thought. yeah yeah kind yeah, of like a, a little Ron Garney too. Yeah, yeah. kind of. I, it, I, it's a poor man's uh, Frank quietly. Right. Yeah. It, I can't pronounce his name, but it's like Andre Lima Arroju. Yeah. Can't Ara- pronounce it. Yeah. Ara- Sorry if I'm Araho mispronouncing or, it. Uh, or I can't either. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Like you, when I saw previews for this, I was like, who the fuck cares about this team? I was like excited that the vision was coming back, but yeah, you know, Hank Pym and Monica Chang from Shield, and then they had this girl named Alexis who is also an AI and artificial intelligence, and that's another kind of already by issue two, you're still kind of like, what is she doing? Because they they don't explain her origin yet. She's introduced in the first one, um, and God, the second one, I won't give anything away, but Vision does some kick-ass shit. He has, you know, he's. He's now more powerful because of the Age of Ultron. He's always trying to evolve, you know, to be able to defend himself. Nice. Yeah. So he's doing some really cool stuff. Um, What what pissed me off is a lot of people who I've read reviews on this said it wasn't paced very well. Um, I absolutely disagree. Uh, This has been... I, there's never a page where I'm like, oh, this is too slow or this is too fast. You know, just read the damn thing. I think it's excellently paced. The writing's great. It's funny as fuck. Yeah. Artwork's fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's not like your typical Marvel Avengers, especially. You need a break from the Avengers series. Definitely check this out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, to keep things Marvel real quick, uh, are you guys reading the uh, all-new X-Men by Brian Michael Bendis? 
absolutely How definitely yeah. art by Stuart Eminent. that oh. is amazing uh, this kind of like uh comes out of the events of the uh, uh x-men uh, avengers versus x-men series right. um i've i've been loving this book too so um definitely you know go back and read avengers versus x-men and then pick up the all-new x-men I, I i've really been enjoying this book uh brian michael bendis i mean him between him and jonathan hickman are my two favorite uh writers uh on marvel right now oh i couldn't agree more brian yeah. michael bendis saved the x-men it was yeah. so shitty before yeah. he came to it i agree what's oh. happened is like they've brought back like the original five x-men from like the 60s into our time and because of Cyclops, right now, if you haven't been reading the Avengers vs. X-Men series, you wouldn't know that Cyclops is now a villain. Uh, in Cyclops' mind, though, he thinks that he is in the right, that he is uh, basically kind of like the savior for all mutants, uh, when in all actuality, he is the villain at this point in time. So he's mm-hmm. kind of like taking the mantle that Magneto had for so many years. And uh, so now it's like you know Wolverine versus Cyclops. But they've brought back the original five X-Men, which is Cyclops, Beast, Angel, uh, Jean Grey, and uh, Iceman. Iceman, yeah. And uh, they're back. And uh, so now you've got young Cyclops, and there are points in time where he interacts with the Cyclops of our time. And uh, Jean Grey's back, which she died during like the Phoenix Saga and shit, dude. So now she, a young Jean Grey is, Grey is back, and she's learning how to use her powers and stuff. And she's interacting with characters that have never met her before. Yeah. This is probably one of my favorite comics on stands right now. It is awesome. You need to check it out. It's called... First, you need to read uh, Avengers vs. X-Men, the entire thing. Just the main book. You don't have to read all the side shit. And then you need to read fucking uh, all new X Men number one through whatever issue they're on right now. And oh man, are we gearing up for an awesome crossover with the Battle of the Atom? Oh yeah. Oh dude, I can't wait for X Men Battle of the Atom. I, I mean, the plot of that is the future X Men come to tell the present X Men that the past X Men have to go back. <laughs> I, I mean, how much fun is that? Dude, this this is like this is what the movies should be doing because the X Men movies have been crap. Oh yeah, I'd rather uh, read the comic book series if you if you want to if you want a good palate cleanser for like the crappy Fox X Men movies, you need to start reading the comic book right now because they are fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, and this crossover is really going to be the the amazing climax. I think it hey. just looks so good. Hey Chad, are we putting you to sleep or is this like blowing? <laughs> is this blowing no, your man. mind, buddy? I'm, oh, I'm listening and I'm learning right now. Very quiet, cool. Bri- so. Brian. If Dan was here, he'd be breaking out in hives by now. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss Dan, dude. I wish I miss you, Dan. I wish he was here tonight. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, hey, uh, th- was there some other books that you guys wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. go go for it, Jay. Okay. Um, so yeah, you said all new X Men, but there's also uh, X Men, just called X Men. Yeah, by Brian um, Wood. Yeah, by Brian Wood. Yeah. Um, it's. It's another one of those where I was kind of ho-hum on it because it was like, well, you know, how many X titles do I actually need to have? Yeah, and it's not the fact that, okay, number one, it's an all-female team. That has nothing to do with it. But th- you don't understand. There's so many different X-Men titles on the stands right now. It's like, how many X-Men and Avengers titles do we need? Yeah. It's, it's Sometimes you're just pissed because it feels like overkill. And, of course, yeah. you're shelling out the money I'll for be honest. Titles. The intrigue, though, for me was that, yes, number one, it is an all-female team. And number two, it's Brian Wood writing the book. 
great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oliver Copeel drawing, oh, too. Oh, God, yes. His artwork is so cool. Yeah, um, he's so good. I don't even know how to describe this, but, like, if you took a really good inker, like somebody you saw draw, like, really cool ink drawings, that's what it looks like to me. It's just... Uh, he, it's this team is uh, Psylocke, Jubilee, Storm, Rogue, Rachel Gray, and Kitty Pride, who is one of my favorite oh, yeah. X Men hand down, hands down, and Psylocke. I really like Psylocke. Psylocke, yeah. So that, that's pretty cool that they brought her back. And um, it, it, this is a really cool story. I don't have you guys. How much have you guys read of this? Uh, well, Jeff, it looks like you have two issue number ones. I'm going to be taking one of those. I read the. <laughs> I read the. I, I read them, Yeah. <laughs> I read the first two issues. I read them today, actually, this morning. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, you, it's really cool because it starts off, and this was such a good mix of, like, drama and action for me, the first issue. Yeah. It's one of the best first issue, issues of anything I've Dude, read in a that, while. Uh, the train scene was awesome oh, on the first fuck issue. Yeah. And just kind of like, you don't really know what's going on until the end. Right. And, where they finally kind of come clean about what's going on, yeah. but... Uh, so cool, like uh, Jubilee. Well, I mean, I won't give it all away, but Jubilee has uh, this orphan child that kind of fell from the sky, and she's kind of taking care of it like a mother would. And she's uh, going to go to the X Men, you know, Academy wherever they're at. Um, and she hasn't been back in a while, but she's just like, "Hey, I'm coming," and you know, kind of telling them that she's on her way. And there's this guy kind of following him, which again, man, you don't you don't see that pulled off very well. Where like you've got this guy trailing you in a comic book, especially like X Men, it's very cool. Where they're just got this guy you don't know what he's about, and he's trailing Jubilee. And yeah, there's some uh, mystery, man. Oh yeah, it's so well written. Uh, and they they later find out that this child is a huge problem. No, <laughs> she's like taking it there for protection, right? Because she doesn't know what to do with like it, really. this. And, this is an Avengers type level threat, and it's on an X Men level, right? And from the get-go. Yeah. And, but they do it so well as you're not like, oh, this is just like an action fest. It, the story and the setup of how this happens is so great. And then issue two, of course, goes into more of that. Um, but, if yeah, if anyone's looking to jump on a really cool X title, uh, check this out. I mean, it's it's an all-female team, but these are some of the coolest females in comic books. And it period. doesn't feel like it's an all-female team either. It's no, not like you're. No, you don't there. even think about. Yeah, it's it. not. No, it's like, not a cheesecake comic. Exactly, no. dude. It's not like you're thinking like this is an all-female team. You you get lost in it. You you do get like you do get Beast in there a little bit, but yeah. I mean, dude, it's awesome. It's a big story going on. So. Man, it's it's so cool that they did this, and yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely check this out. I mean, freaking, I it's so hard for me to like put into words how good this is. So just one, two, and three are out right now. So check them out, and you know, if you need a good jumping on place, I'd say this is all all new X Men is my favorite. This is my second. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I want to talk about a comic. Um. I mean, this comic, I believe right now, might be the longest-running or highest-numbered comic by Marvel on the stands. It's one of the only comics, if not the only comic, to avoid the uh, Annihilation Wave, which was Marvel Now. As Journey far as into Mystery? Numbering. No, it's um, Wolverine and the X-Men. Wolverine and the X-Men, okay. Yeah. Yes. Which I believe at, like, number 30-something is now the highest-numbered Marvel comic. Did they stop Journey into Mystery? No, that's still going Journey, on. Okay, Journey of the Mysteries at, I guess it, it's the second highest okay. numbered comic. Okay, 
But I mean, Journey. Yeah, but Mystery, Journey yeah. Mystery, it's following uh, Sif now. It's not even Thor and Loki. So yeah, exactly. But I mean, Wolverine and the X Men has been one of the best comics since issue. And number we're talking one. again about Jason Aaron now. So uh, Jason Aaron is one of the most versatile writers in comics. I agree. I mean, he writes some of the funniest books you'll read, and some of the most serious books you'll read. Where you know, it just both ends of the spectrum. I mean, he is just so good right now. Um, I love all the villains in Wolverine and the X-Men with the young Hellfire Club and seeing them try to take down Wolverine and Wolverine trying to be a teacher is hilarious. <laughs> right. And all the, Wolverine and the X-Men has just been nothing but laughs since it came out. And, and sometimes when a book really gets you laughing and then it gets serious, it almost seems more serious. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like... It, like it cranks it up a notch if they if they really get your guard down and get you laughing. Yeah, for sure. It, it is. It's really well in that regard. It shows both sides of this rider. Uh, and it, there's times when you're laughing, and then it gets deadly serious. And I mean, it's Wolverine, and and he's basically got this misfit crew of you know X Men, these young upstarters, you know, uh, inexperienced, don't know how to use their powers, and he's trying to take on kind of this yeah mentor role which i've always liked about wolverine like he did that with kitty pride he did that with jubilee and i love those kind of interactions where he's got kind of that softer side you know and i know a lot of people probably don't like that but i like that and this kind of shows that where he's kind of a you know he's protecting his brood his crew you know his tribe these are his people and all these crazy you know, like the Hellfire Saga, this new introduction to this to the new Hellfire Club, which fantastic. There's always really cool cameos of, of villains that, that you really want to see and they're popping up in these these in this series. Yeah, Jason Aaron can do no wrong. It's hard to believe that this is the same guy that wrote Scalped. You know. I never read that. I'm, yeah. I wish I had, but yeah, it's all available in trade and on Comicsology and everything. Was that his first kind of thing? Yeah, it's his Vertigo book. Okay, I think Chad fell asleep, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm gonna sing Chad a little by. Oh, thank you. Go to sleep, Shut little up. Chad. Whatever. No, I'm glad that you're here, Chad. Uh, are we putting you to sleep, or is this actually? Oh no, man, no, it's interesting. <laughs> it's just I, I, I. I don't want to like try to even chime in because uh, I I really have nothing to uh, intelligent that I could throw in to add to this. So hey hey anyway. Chad, um, have you ever wondered what it would be like to read a story that kind of pit like the biggest like I don't know superheroes from DC and Marvel and and uh, all these other different universes against each other. Well, that'd be kind of like uh, the amalgamation. No, not the amalgamation. But what was it? Uh, wasn't there a series that done that before? Well, there is actually a book out right now. It's called Deathmatch, and it's from Boom Studios. And what they've done is they've taken like uh, characters that resemble characters from DC and Marvel, and they're in the, and they're in a deathmatch setting where they fight each other one on one, and they fight to the death, and then they move on to the next round. Um, <laughs> 
at the end of the book, when you flip to the end of the book, there's actually like a bracket that shows their next battle. Battle. It's kind of like a uh, NCAA, you know, bracket. You know, where you see like, right. you know, and you they actually cross out the loser of the match and and they fill in the winner to go on this next bracket. Uh, they've got a Thor-like character. They've got a Batman-like character who's actually a female. Um, a Joker-like character, uh, a Hulk-like character, Superman. They've even got a Rorschach character. Uh, oh wow! Uh, called the Rat in this, and so they're <laughs> not only are they battling, but like in between battles, they're also all working together to try to figure out a way to get the fuck out of this arena that they've all been trapped in. Um, they're forced to fight each other, and they don't know why they're fighting each other. They don't know how they got there. They just woke up, and they're in these basically in this uh, alien uh, either ship or or uh, or building, and and they're trapped. In and they're and they're they're made to fight each other and kill each other off one by one. Um, it's called Death Matches by Boom Studios. It's fantastic. That's awesome. It sounds cool. It's like uh, Mortal Kombat meets uh, <laughs> meets superheroes. Absolutely. So how, yeah. how much? How many issues do I have to buy to get caught up on that, Brian? Dude, I think they're on issue seven or eight right now. Um, the first issue they really enticed me by offering it for a dollar. So mm. that's what got me into the series. I read the first issue, it was a dollar, and it really got me into the series, and I've been reading every issue since. So um, I have a copy of the first issue, um, an extra copy that I bought. If you guys want to start reading it, I'd be happy to loan it to you. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to read that. Um, another book that, uh, that I've been reading, if you like horror books, it's called Whispers by Joshua Luna. L- Joshua Luna. Uh, he's one of the Luna brothers. Um, it's uh, about a mentally troubled man. He's uh, uh, empowered with the ability to leave his physical body in a ghost form and manipulate people in strange and disturbing ways. Uh, with this power, he controls his, uh, demons. Uh, and it's, it's just an amazing book. It's like a supernatural thriller. Um, they are only five issues in, and it, they started this series back in 2011, and these books come out every, like every four to six months, so you've got to wait a long time for them to come out. But issue six is going to be the final issue, and it's going to wrap up the series. But it's one of the most terrifying horror books I've read. Wow. Uh, it's called Whispers. So, um, you know, once this uh, concludes, definitely buy this in a trade where you can read them all together because it's been really hard to kind of enjoy the series waiting four to six months for the next issue to come out. When you're reading like 40 plus books a month, it's like all those cliffhangers kind of stack up. Right. Um, And uh, as far as like sci-fi books go, um, the one book that I did want to recommend to Scott Dixon, um, if you're going to read a sci-fi book, uh, the best sci-fi book out there that I highly suggest to you is Saga. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, ri- God, yeah. yes. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, um, and Fiona, the artist by Fiona Staples. Um, basically, in this book, you've got two planets at war. Uh, two planets are Wreath and Landfall. Um, the two main protagonists in this represent one member from each race of these planets. Marco's race, they look like humans, but they have horns. And then Alana's race, they look like humans, but they have wings. Um, <laughs> Marco is an imprisoned, he's imprisoned. And then Alana is actually his prison guard. Uh, long story short, they fall in love and then they run away together and they have a child soon after. Um, now both races, uh, from wreath and landfall, they find out that Alana and Marco have run off together and have had this baby, this hybrid baby. And so both races hire different bounty hunters to find the parents and kill them and then take the baby away unharmed. Um, the baby, the book is actually narrated by, uh, the baby who's now older and explains each book, um, 
it is awesome. It's a science fiction book meets uh, magical fantasy meets space opera, and it's it's unlike anything I've ever read in my entire life. Um, the first trade that collects like the first six issues is nine bucks, and you can get the second trade, which is issues seven through twelve, for twelve bucks, and those are available on Amazon. If you were if you are going to read one book that we're talking about tonight, I highly suggest that you read Saga. It is the best comic book i have ever read in my entire life and they are only 12 issues in i i tell people all the time if you don't like saga you don't like comic books agreed like it's it's the best world building book i've ever read i mean and just like you said it's just 12 issues in and 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 issue 13 comes out uh this month actually i think this week yeah it comes out in uh Six issue streaks, and then it takes like a three to four month break, and then so Fiona six can, comes out. Fiona Staples can get caught up on the art because they yeah. don't want to have like rotating artists on this book. Um, thank God, because Fiona Staples' art is fucking amazing. Agreed. She is the best thing to come out of Canada since hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very cool, kind of pop arty at times. Yeah. I really like, I really, really like the artwork and the story, of course. Jesus, yeah. um, what do you think, I, uh, Chad? Chad, seriously, that's one book. Like, I want you, if you're going to start reading a book right now, I want you to start reading Saga. And then the next episode, if we do a future comic book episode, I want you to be like, oh shit, I read Saga, and you guys are right. That book's amazing. <laughs> right on, man. You got my word. I will. Uh, I will start reading that one. You'll like it, dude. Seriously, you'll like it. It'll inspire you as a writer. You'll be like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Brian, Brian K. Vaughn is on another level. He is on another level. And uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about really quickly before you know we wrap up the show. I want to talk about some comic books that people can jump in on right now that aren't even out that they can kind of like get the jump on before they come out. That way they can start reading them from issue one. Yeah. Brian, Brian, can I stop you for one sec? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. It's the first time I've ever done this, but can we please stop for a second? I'm, my bladder is going to fucking explode. Oh, I'm keeping, I'm keeping this in the episode, but yeah, we can stop for a second. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to hit stop, and we'll come back. We're going to talk about some comic books that aren't out right now. Um, I'm. You know what? No, we're going to keep it going. I want Jake's bladder to explode. <laughs> oh, no. You cannot go to the bathroom. Dude, I can taste this shit right now. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right and we're back uh me and jay are going to talk about two uh comic books that are coming out here really uh quick uh coming up out i can't talk words hard talking weird <laughs> we're gonna talk good. dude i've had a little bit too much to drink tonight so i apologize uh we're gonna talk about two books coming out here shortly uh the book that i'm gonna talk about is coming out from dark horse comics it's called buzzkill uh, it's coming out September 18th. So, you know, this might be something that you want to look for. Um, it's from Donnie Cates, Mark Reznicek, and Jeff Shaw. It's a four-part miniseries, so it's not like you have to be invested for a long time. But what's really cool is that some of these four-part miniseries or five-part or six-part, sometimes they're really popular comics, and they go on to be an ongoing comic. Like, most recently, Five Weapons, uh, that has been... I talked about that in an earlier podcast. That's also now an ongoing 
Um, Todd, the ugliest kid on earth, is now an ongoing. Uh, and Five Ghosts, the haunting of Fabian Gray, is now an ongoing. So uh, it's three of my favorite books that are also ongoing. So maybe this book will be popular and be an ongoing comic book in the future. But uh, Buzzkill... Uh, is about an alcoholic who is an unstoppable superhero who derives his powers from imbibing massive amounts of alcohol. Hmm. In the, <laughs> in the story, the damage alcohol has done to his non-superhero life is finally starting to take his toll, and Buzzkill is trying to get cleaned up, much to the delight of the city's criminal element, which sets up a unique moral dilemma for the character. So basically... Um, this character, when he gets drunk, that's where he gets his powers from. He's able to stop the criminals. But now he's trying to go clean and sober, so now the t- city that he lives in is probably going to wreak havoc. <laughs> uh, it, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting book. i got to check this out. I mean, you know, superheroes and beer, I'm fucking sold. So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give exactly. this issue a, uh, a shot and see if I like it. Um, so I don't know. That's the book that I wanted to bring up. It comes out, it's from Dark Horse Comics. Again, it's called Buzzkill. It comes out September 18th. Jay, what, what book are you looking forward to? Um, this is going to be put out by, uh, first second is the publisher. Um, I don't know if you guys read Batman year 100, uh, by Paul Pope. No, 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 no. No. Oh, definitely check that out, guys, if you haven't read it. I'll let you guys borrow it. Anybody wants that. Um, it, it's one of the uh, – I would rank it up there with Frank Miller's stuff um, just as, like, impactful for me as, like, a different take on the character. Uh, Paul Pope's kind of just, like, a pop artist mainly, um, but he does comics as well. And uh, this is his uh, kind of stab at a Superman for today's time. Uh, his whole point in doing this series uh, called Battling Boy is just to kind of show what a Superman should be for today's times. And But it's also a kid's book. This is aimed at children. And he actually tried to pitch this to DC um, after doing Batman Year 100. Um, and he he said he wanted to do... This is like... His artwork's very inspired by Jack Jack Kirby stuff. Oh, wow. Um, cool, cool. So, like, if you like FF and Mike Allred stuff, uh, you're going to love this as well. Uh, it's, it's very reminiscent of the Kirby books. So he sat down with DC Comics, and he said, I really want to do Commandi, Kam- which was a Jack Kirby character. Um, he said, I have this great pitch, and said, you think this is going to be... Uh, uh, the DC Comics, whoever he was talking to, said, you think this is going to be a comics for kids? We, pub- we publish comics for 45-year-olds. If you want to do comics for kids, you can do Scooby-Doo. This is what DC Comics <laughs> said to Paul Pope, which, uh, I mean, if you guys re- uh, totally read Batman Year 100, because you'll be blown away that they would actually turn this guy down uh, for something that he wanted to do. Uh, but this is about, uh, it's about a 12-year-old. Um, well, they, just, they just canceled Superman Family Adventures, which is probably the best fucking Superman book that they were putting out at the moment. If you're reading, if you're reading Superman and Superboy, those books were shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Scott Lobdell is fucking all that shit up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so you know, why, why is that your uh, target audience? By the way, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, seriously, they should be targeting children because children are going to be the future of comic books. Yeah. So this is going to be one that I think kids are going to love. I think adults are going to be are going to love. Um, What's it called again? Battling Boy. Battling Boy. When's yeah. that come Publisher, out? Jack? 
this was on uh, First Second is the name of the publisher because uh, DC turned it down. That's a true indie. Um, I'm going to post a trailer of this on our Facebook page yes, as well as please. some of the artwork. Um, which I, I'm serious. Like once you see the artwork, you're just gonna be like, okay, I've got to check this out. When's it come out? Um, it comes out October 8th of okay. this year. Okay. Um, and th- this is being released three years after it was initially expected. Um, they actually had already have a movie in development before the book was even made or finished before he even stopped writing it. So a movie's already in development for this. Wow. Uh, and he's just, yeah, he's just kind of the last person that can actually stand up. It's, it's just a kid versus monsters. That's the main theme of this book. <laughs> so that's what it is. And, and he's basically the last person that can do this. His father's dead. Um, there was actually a prequel to this series uh, called The Invincible Haggard West. So if you want to get a little backstory on that, check that out as well. Oh, my God. I've heard about that. that was just, wasn't that just recently released at San Diego Comic-Con? Um, I believe so, yeah. The Invincible Haggard West, and yeah, it's basically just so... It, what it is, and what's really cool about this, is it's basically taking the premise that this is a series that's been around a long time. I've heard and, good things about the Haggard West series. Yeah, and you're getting the final issue of it without there ever actually being a series out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, definitely check it out. Paul Pope's just amazing. He's got a very cool style, uh, very groundbreaking stuff uh just his normal artwork you can find a lot of cool batman and like catwoman stuff he's done so uh i'll post all that on the facebook page but i think you guys i think everybody would like this so i hope you guys also check it out i want you to post that on on the on our facebook page because i want to see that i want to check it out too yeah it'll blow your mind i just went to uh my subscription service that i order my comics from and i typed in battling boy and it pulled up nothing so i'm a little freaked out now because now i want to read this title and I don't see it, so I'm definitely going to have to talk to somebody else about trying to get this book for me. I I have I have an extra coming in, man. So if you want it, I got it. Yeah, I will definitely pay you for that. Cool. So <laughs> I'll be sending you a check in the mail. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. I want to read this book. Yeah, um, you guys, you guys will totally love it. Trust me. This and and especially, I love the fact that it's it's going to be kind of a kids' book because. I, I, you know, I hear a lot of other people talk about these kind of kids aim stories that are in comics and they just seem, you know, too silly for me. And I want a little different take coming from an artist, somebody that's actually, you know, mainly an artist. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of comic books that I wanted to talk about tonight. We didn't even get to talk about them all. Um, we're going to have future episodes where we do talk about more and more about comics. I wanted to talk about, you know. I could sit here and talk about Shadow Man. I could sit here and I could talk about, uh, oh, God, there, there's so many books that I could talk about tonight that, that I absolutely love. You know, I was going to talk about Rat Queens, which we'll talk about on a future episode. But, you know, I think we need to wrap this one up. It's gone on a little bit. Uh, we're over two hours, so we're going to wrap it up. But, hey, Chad, it's been a lot of fun having you back on the program tonight. Can we get your word that you're going to come back and be on another show? Yeah, and I will... Uh I'll make sure and, and get knee deep into Saga too. So uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll have uh, something to report back on when I when I come back. Awesome! Definitely check out Saga. I guarantee you, once you read the first issue, you're not going to want to stop. It's not something that you're going to have to like force yourself to read. Oh no, I'm definitely intrigued by it. So as with a lot of uh, the different books you guys are talking about tonight. So yeah. 
Um, hey, uh, one last thing I wanted to say is, uh, of course, Dan Hill wasn't here tonight. Dan, we miss you. Please come back next week. We hope you're, uh, you know, and uh, raring to go next week. Uh, we missed hearing your input this week. So, uh, I wanted to hear what Dan has to say about the uh, Breaking Bad premiere tonight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Breaking Bad premiere. Actually, I got a uh, text message uh, for our uh, head right from our head writer. Hold on, uh, David Griffin. And uh, unfortunately, that's one of the shows that I don't watch. But he sent me a text message uh, at around 744. He's like, Breaking Bad in 15. Ermagerd. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that they're having a drinking bad premiere party at the bar that he uh, that he runs right now. So, uh, um, yeah, a lot of people uh, wanted to check out Breaking Bad, the uh, the you know, the premiere of the final season. So. Uh, awesome. But, uh, hey, hey, uh, I don't know. I've had a lot of fun with this episode. I know we talked a lot about comics. I hope we didn't bore everybody, but I hope we actually inspired people to go out there and read some of these cool comic books that are out right now. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, this is, uh, I love comics, and, you know, I understand not everybody's familiar with them, and we hope, you know, we can shed a little light on some of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. I hope we do another comic episode soon. Um, I was glad that you guys didn't get to that last episode, and I got to join in on this. Yeah, we were going to get to it. We were running late on time, and I was just like, things just worked out uh, perfectly to have Jake on a, on a comic book episode. So, all right. Um, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week. Are you guys thinking Kick-Ass 2? Yes, absolutely. All right, so we're going to have a review of Kick-Ass 2. Uh, wow, interesting that Jim Carrey says a bunch of shit about how you know, like he doesn't condone the violence in Kick-Ass 2. And all it's really done is brought more attention to the film. Don't you think that's yeah. interesting? Oh, yeah. yeah. Seems like a bit of a marketing ploy, Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and Mark Millar going back and forth kind of on this. So interesting. We'll check it out. We're going to watch the movie next week. We'll report back and give you our thoughts on, uh, on uh, Kick-Ass 2. But until next week, I'm Brian Frederick. Jason Piper. I'm Jake Elliott. Uh, see you later, Leftover Army. <laughs> oh, my God. And, J- hey, Chad, come on. Go ahead and throw your name out there, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, Chad Michaels. All right. We're the Leftovers. Leftovers. <laughs> leftovers. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Bye. Bye. You fucking comic book geeks. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. It's Dan. Dan is homeless. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers and Cool kids, what's to say's already been said. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Hot
your leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spit all over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. I'm Jamie Edwards, it is Magic at the Movies. Real pleasure to welcome Bruce Willis, Mary Louise Parker. Hello! Hi! So good to see you guys, uh, and welcome back to London. Because, of course, you did film some of Red 2 here. Most of it. Most of it. <laughs> Remember the mics, yeah. Um, what was your, your favourite uh, place to actually film in? Because you do travel all over the world in this film. Istanbul. Where did you go to Istanbul? Oh, not in this film. <laughs> I thought you just were saying my in favorite. General. In general, I like Istanbul. I think it's a pretty good place to go. At least it proves I've seen the film, which is a good thing. Yeah. Has any actor ever told you this, Jamie? This part is not acting, what we're doing right now. You might be. But we're just selling the film now. Sales. That fun part was making the movie. The fun part happened, yeah. So how would you sell me the film then? How, what would you say that... I would slash my hooves. No, I love this film. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's an amazing cast. It has... Uh, I do feel like we're about to break into song. I, I think people say that it has, having not seen it, but um, that it has a little bit of everything. You know, it has romance, action, comedy, so it's... Recipes. Recipes. <laughs> Fashion tips. <laughs> there are some fashion tips Aerobics. actually in, in Paris. That must have been pretty nice to go over to Paris. It was nice because sh- usually I shoot in like Phil- Philly or something. Nothing against Philadelphia, but um, I never, I never got to shoot in Paris before. That was pretty cool. One of my uh, my favourite lines in the film uh, comes from John Malkovich, uh, and he's giving advice on uh, on how to look after women, how to you know keep them happy, um, and. I'm going to say it because I think it's a, it's a cracking line uh, and it's rent dirty dancing uh, and tell them you love them it's, it, it, as you are a god to all women tell me that that is the way to uh, to keep your women happy no, no. <laughs> that part's just a, a line in the movie you just got to be nice to people don't you I mean if you want to keep them happy you want to keep keep your friends happy keep your family happy he's got to be a nice guy he's got to be nice 
What was the nicest thing you did on set? He's always nice. Mm, he got me coffee. He'd say, like, watch your step, watch out, look out for the puddle, Rain, watch your head, watch this, she's watch cold, keep her warm. He's very chivalrous. Yes. yes. You, would, you would like her runner. He's very manly. No, because he's, he's very manly. He's not. Can I talk about the car scene uh, in this as well? Because it's something that I, I would absolutely love to do uh, one day is to actually take part in a real car chase scene. Maybe not a real one, but, you know, an acting one. Uh, you got a really cool Porsche to drive around in. Ah, uh, yes. Mary, it was a little bit unfortunate. You, you got the Citroen. Mm. Well, I wasn't actually driving, so... Um I don't know, there was something kind of cool about that car, and it had a cutout in the front with a, a not-tall man crouched in there, sort of maneuvering. Like which I would love to have a little man uh, in the front of my car driving it, and I could just pretend. Are you not a great driver, then? No, I'm a horrible driver. Horrible. I never drive. Really? Really bad, yeah. I'm very upset-minded. See, Bruce, I can imagine you, you just love to get in a car and just drive off. You know, I, I can imagine you doing like the whole Route 66 thing one day. I'm thinking about driving right now. I can hardly keep my mind on this interview. I'm thinking about driving somewhere. Uh, maybe the M1. Let's get an RV. Uh, do you hear that? I do. It's the sirens. They're coming, they're coming to take me away. Not you. They're not taking you away. Go ahead. You have some great questions there, Jamie. I, I, I think I'm, my time is unfortunately up. I would love to stay and talk and ask you more about this film because I really did enjoy it. Oh, I, I love the fact. Great I love the fact that it's come back as well. I do hope that there is going to be a third one. Um, it seems set up for there to be a third one. What do you reckon? I wouldn't be a bit surprised. 